All right, guys, we are live. This is Carrie Steller from In the Girls Corner, and I am here speaking with one of my very good friends, Levi Steedman. Levi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Mm. Fantastic. Super excited to speak with you again. We spoke when you were an amateur, and, yeah. and you know you had your last—I believe it was your last title fight that we had spoke about. Um, I think so. Yeah. Because I had a, I think I had that title fight, and then there was um, a fight after that, which was like a last minute kind of. Because um, my last opponent pulled out, so I jumped in with a, with a different fighter. So yeah, it's been at least eight months, I think, since my last fight, and probably like twelve months since the, since I last spoke to you. So it's yeah. Good to oh, it's great to hear from you. So how is everything now? One that you've gone pro, and two with all the madness going on. How yeah. is it? <laughs> living in this new i hate to say this new environment but it is. i mean i've i've been avoiding saying new because i'm, I'm not accepting that this is this is the the new normal i love uh, you i love you use me in the morning like I, I just i hate that like every time i hear someone say it or it's constantly on the um adverts as well like new normal blah, 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 and i think that's bullshit. You're just conditioning us into thinking that that's the that's what's going to happen. But yeah, obviously things have um, things have changed. Um, it's frustrating because I had an interview a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, or whenever it was, and um, they was asking me about how did I turn into pro and this that, and the other. And we figured out in February that I was turning pro, and then the world just stopped working. Like literally about two weeks after it, like it was like late into February, and then all of a sudden March, everything just shut down. So. Um, but I was saying to, to my mum the other day is that it's almost like a blessing in disguise a little bit for my situation because I wanted to turn pro, but then I've had like nine months now to work on things and now I feel actually ready to to go pro, um, which is which has been really good, but still very difficult as well with the current you know situation that's that's going on, loads of restrictions and mad rules which seem to be, you know, people following them and it's this is the crazy time we're living in. Yeah, and they change all the time, so it makes it even harder. You know, I know that, or at least I don't even know. I can't even say that I definitely know, but I do know that they are going around with a lot of ideas with traveling and are they going to make and require the vaccine and all that stuff. So this, I don't, I'm with you. I don't think this is our new norm. I think this is just a, I don't know, it's 2020. Yeah. It's, Only thing I come up with it's like what else is gonna happen? Well, I think in I don't know if it was in um in the US news, but they, they started talking about UFOs now in um like the Daily Mail or whatever it was, and I was like, shit, like just give us a break, <laughs> you know, stop bringing just making these different things up. It's it's just there's so it much is, like it's definitely why all of a sudden out of nowhere is all of this like enveloping in 2020, unless it's what I call psyops, which are like psychological operations to get certain people either pissed off or really excited or freaked out, so to speak, you know? And it worked, a lot of it really did. You have half of the free world is, oh, that's really funny that you just brought up UFOs and I have one American news on and there are now UFOs all over. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting taken over by aliens next. I'm sure that's the next thing that they're, they're gonna throw out there. Well, I've been calling that for like since the beginning that this started, that that would be one of the next projects for them on deck would be, oh, here we go, you know? Yeah. And uh, what about all like the monoliths popping up? And people were freaking out about that, but apparently it's an artist that was making them, which 
makes me a little happier. <laughs> yeah, because I think my brother said something like it's made out of a certain metal, which you know is like man-made. He was like, that can't be. <laughs> it can't have just randomly appeared from somewhere. So like obviously somebody's put it there and it turned out it was an artist like um, whatever they, they put in there, which was quite funny because they yeah. just throw things in there, don't they, and make you panic and it's just during 2020, great time, right? So mm -hmm. then today, and I know we're not getting into politics, but there's a lot of like wild stuff going on today in Georgia here. Yeah. They're doing a, they are doing a rally. That's the only political part I'll put into it. However, yeah. one of my friends sent me this thing and it was really funny because he was like, well, all the crazy stuff that's happened in Georgia and Georgia happens to sit uh, Atlanta on the 33 degree la uh, la longitude, latitude line. Yeah. 33rd degree. Very, very, very like lots of symbolism right there. I was like, whoa, okay. So then I'm looking it up and me and my friends do like, we're such idiots. Like we do the conspiracy thing right away. She's like, get it out, put it on the wall. We need some red things. We need markers. We need to figure this out. And we actually did do like a ton of research on this, this one post to see. And everything that they were talking about all lines up on the 33rd degree line, which is weird, right? Yep. The Guidestones, I don't know if you know where the Georgia Guidestones are. No, no, I've not heard of them. Okay. You've got to look them up after this. It's insane. They're <laughs> there too, and supposedly they're on the 33rd uh, longitude line. Now, they are, everybody can say what they want what they want about what it is, but it is in seven, I believe, seven different languages, uh, a plan to keep population controlled at a certain amount it's basically like a new world order but laid out in seven different languages and just put there yeah because that's normal isn't it <laughs> like why are we tearing down monuments why doesn't somebody take that piece of shit down yeah it's unbelievable isn't it like the amount of shit that we <laughs> it's crazy but the, the best part about it is that's why i love your pages and i love what you post is because you're a critical thinker like you can think for yourself and for some reason that's really frowned upon. And I've become like, you know, we're conditioned into thinking if somebody thinks differently that they're a conspiracy theorist or this crazy person. Um, but more and more as the years go on, you realize that they're actually the ones that make sense. <laughs> and nobody else. Said the same thing, who knew that we were gonna turn out to be like the ones that were right or that, you know, had the idea the first. And I didn't want to be right about all this shit. I said it. I'm like, I did not want to be the bearer of bad news. I did not want to be right about half the stuff that's going on. Like, that's not what I wanted. Unfortunately, it's true. And, you know, it does take a little bit of critical thinking. And I had somebody get mad. They're like, well, what are you trying to say? I don't know how to think. I'm like, no, you just don't think critically. You look at stuff as it is. I look at stuff and I go, okay, well, most people say think outside of the box. The box isn't even there. So I'm yeah. like let's just really look at it as a whole, you know? And yeah. it was, I was forced into that corner during the whole lockdown. You know, they took MMA, they took everything away from us. We weren't able to go out and really do much. So I was kind of forced into that corner to starting to think critically and starting to, you know, look at other things that are going on. Yeah. So it kind of forced us all to kind of look at ourselves and say, you know, what do we want out of life? What is really important? You know, I started training again, I feel great. It backfired a little bit, I think, because, you know, like locking people down, they probably thought that, you know, it ruined most. I mean, it has actually ruined a lot of people, but it's also opened up people's minds a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And people are thinking differently and, and starting to question a lot more, which is which is really good. You know, yeah. I think um, especially like the older generation, like my mum's age 
I used to think like, oh, they didn't know anything, like stuck in their own ways. And my mum, because me and my brother are, are so like, we literally question absolutely everything. everything. Yeah. And now we make her do that. And it's so much better because it's like good thinking that you're not just getting your source of information from one place. And that's what I hate. Like as soon as, if I hear the news like, oh. in my house, I might turn that shit off right me now. Too. I, I yell at my family, turn your programmer off. I'm like, TV programming. Know what the word is. There's a reason why they came out with that word. And like my parents laugh at me. I'm like, I'm not kidding you. Like, yeah. if you listen to the verbiage and the words that they use. They all say the same phrases. Mm -hmm. All to get in people's heads. Yeah. You know, it's it's really, really, really is obvious. But it's a nice, it is. It's, it's a good... It woke people up and then it hurt people in a certain way. But yeah. I feel like there's quite a few left, like weeks left to wake the rest of everybody up. And yeah. I happen to think that showing all the corruption that's going on all over the world is not just here, it's everywhere. Yeah. And it's like everybody's invested in the same thing. And it's not even like they're invested in America, it's just invested in like this whole situation, right? So if all of these countries are involved in it and everybody, I'm watching like protests in Japan and Berlin and I'm watching on everywhere. This is wild. And I'm like, but how come like people I know don't get it? Yeah. And people in other countries totally get it. Well, I mean, I guess when you come from communist countries, you know yeah. what a communist government is like, right? Yeah, that's true. It's like, welcome to a, <laughs> like it's basically, we're getting a taster of it, aren't we? Well, we've had more than a taster of it because it's been the last nine months. But our free taste of socialism hasn't been so good. And I keep on telling people that. I'm like, do you want to give your subscription back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been so good. I'm definitely not. I'm so over it now. Like, it's it's almost, it's, it's extremely, like, boring. It's like, we can hear it, we can see it. And then there's still people who, who can't see it. And it's like... I've had to stop getting into not arguments, but just getting into like debates with people because if they don't want to know or they don't want to accept it, then they can't change your mind. Yeah, you can't change it, and that's just that's just the way they are. And I think it, I think it takes a certain level of intelligence to kind of accept what you thought was right is is wrong or what you thought was was really happening isn't happening. And sometimes people just choose not to not to actually want to think that way. But you know. There's only so much you can do, isn't there? <laughs> My mum always says, like, you, you know, you can't save the world. And I'm like, well, you know, you can actually open certain people's eyes. You can try. That's it. You can, you can try. And um, that's, you know, that's what I'm what I'm trying to, to do, basically. Because it's it's really difficult to, to hear people, like, say certain things and think in a certain way when you know that that's probably not wrong and you've, you've been, you know, brainwashed into thinking that. It's super hard to kind of, you kind of want to shake them sometimes, but... <laughs> can't do that to everyone so yeah so, so i've actually lost a lot of followers um I'm, i mean i'm not bothered i don't really care but I, I just remember vaguely seeing that like my followers were in like 2200 and something and then i went on my page to edit the the bio when it was like 1900 and i was I like watch and i'm okay with that honestly yeah. at that point they took away my one instagram i'm like whatever it had nine thousand followers I said, people are still following me, so I'm not upset about it. I have my Facebook. I have, everybody knows that they can find me wherever. You know what I mean? I'll pop up somewhere. I will be there. And and uh, But what does annoy me is it's not necessarily even your followers. It's who's controlling that platform that's controlling. You know what I mean? And that's the sad part of it because it's like really, if you if 
they don't like what you say, well, we're going to just put you in a corner and shadow ban you so that you don't get new followers that are going to agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Like my, in the girls corner page, cause I put, you know, a couple controversial things up there just cause I mean, like I should stand for something, right? Like even, even in the girls corner should stand for something and fighting for kids, I think is like the best thing I can do. And when I started posting stuff about that, that's when I started losing my following. And I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm okay with losing that follower because that's it. Human trafficking and you're against it, you know. Yeah. I think that's what actually um I posted a few things onto my story and then um I lost followers, but then people weren't seeing it. Like I've got however many followers I've got, but only like 90 people have seen my um story. And I think that's weird. And then also, like when I used to post stuff onto my actual Instagram, like you get loads of random followers just because they've seen it and they like wrestling or whatever. They'll like, but I've literally, it's not gone to anyone. It seems to be that my um, Instagram is on private, even though it's not. So it's like yeah. all my followers yeah. are like it, but no, but no new. And it's like, I think I've been shadow banned. <laughs> so that's what a shadow ban is. Um, they, I'm shadow banned on everything to the point where I actually ended up deleting all my Twitters because and I looked, and you could you could look back at all my old posts where I would my reach was insane. I was getting like tons of likes, tons of this, you know, all that stuff, retweets. And then out of nowhere, the second that I started post posting stuff they didn't like, I mean, it was like a direct boom, you're done. No likes, no reach, no new followers. Like it's almost like you're not even there. So bizarre. But it's yeah. like the things that actually matter, like you say, the the human trafficking, the child trafficking posts. And then you know it can go against community guidelines or it can you know it's it's upsetting people but why is that upsetting people like that really pisses me off because tom de glass is, is having the same you know situation isn't he he's been like shadow banned so many times because he's putting save the children hashtags out there and you think what well, the please yeah yeah no he's he's they've like taken him off of social media i bought that shirt the, um the rash card the epic roll one that has save the children on it um i got that when i first started when they first made them, I was like one of the first people to order it. I was like, I need one of these so bad. And I've worn it to rallies. I've worn it, you know, obviously training. I love it. It actually is great quality. But the fact that they have gone so far to remove him and anybody else that wants to raise awareness. I mean, we just had a trafficking bust in Texas two days ago. And the cops were on TV saying they only showed the people that were clean enough yeah. What? <laughs> what Clean things were they pulling out of this house that they weren't able to show them? Mm. What, what condition were these people in? Now, human trafficking, trafficking isn't like, okay, well, it's just like, oh, we're going to pass you around to people. It's like, there's so much that goes into it. You know that, obviously, right? Yeah. So if some of these people say are born into it, they might not look normal. No, that's true. Incest, you get, you know, being born under there's so so many little things that like defects, who knows? So who knows what these cops could have seen that they couldn't show. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really crazy. And this is gonna get again not into the politics, which I'm really excited we haven't got into that because it's really smart and for you very, very smart. But the conspiracy part of it. I was telling people, do you remember when we were getting like all those earthquakes and it was all over the world 
but it was like, I remember they were like 5.5, 6 point whatever is pretty big numbers. I think I know what you're gonna say. No structural damage. Yeah. No cut from COVID to, oh my gosh, there was this huge earthquake and people's houses and lives were destroyed. No buildings, just people saying stuff in their house shook. We had them in Utah. We had them in all over the United States. And I remember I'm like, if that was a 6.5, Something more than people saying my house shook, there would be damage and lots of it, right? Yes, definitely. I said to my friends, if we hear, and I remember them saying all well, the conspiracies that they were going to have earthquakes in New York and we don't get them here. Mm -hmm. like five and a quarter over ever, right? Yeah. So I, the other day, was like, let me just go see about, you know, the earthquake uh, activity. And it was a lot. And I'm like, okay, let's go see the earthquake activity in New York. Yeah. Was I in for a shocker? I showed it to my coach. I'm like, do you remember when I told you about the earthquakes in New York? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how many have we had? He's like, not a lot. I'm like, check this out. The earthquake database shows from about two weeks ago and in or around New York. And it goes through about, I'd say maybe 30 in this calendar year. And then the ones right before that were about two, about a year ago, about a year and a half. Two years, two years, two years, two years. So all of a sudden we have 30 in one calendar year. And before that, it was like one every X amount of nothing. Yeah, that doesn't add up, does it? So then I started showing him. I said, now look at the depths, how far down they go. And he's like, five kilometers. I'm like, does that sound like an earthquake to you? He's like, no. Zero kilometers. I'm like, does that sound like an entrance to it? tunnel maybe just to me <laughs> if you look at this and you look at like all like it i'm telling you i'm not wrong because they said niagara and niagara's right by canada and there's a ton and you could see the breakdown of where that it's wild it's wild like i know it's the world's gonna find out some crazy shit soon and i know i've been saying it for a while but it's like i don't know i just feel like it's soon here <laughs> I think that they, they will definitely find out, but it's like, who's going to actually tell them because the mainstream media is, is like almost protecting everything that's going on. It's like, somebody, like they need to put it out on, on these type of like programs, like you say, what people are going to listen to, you yeah. know, normal people are going to listen to. Because of what you can put in everything and they'll still go, oh, that's bullshit. I don't believe in that. They are. That's exactly what they're going to do. But what this is, this is the rumors I'm hearing is one, they're gonna do a break into the emergency broadcast system, which is all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and it will then say what's going on, what's been going on, why they're literally gonna cut the media out, social media, everything will be cut out. We won't even be, you'll be able to talk to people on the phone and stuff, but people are gonna be forced to watch it. In other words, it's that's what, what I've been told, what I've read for the past like five years is that you're gonna be forced to see what's going on. And I'm like, okay, so then, I'm looking at all this stuff, and if it was all a conspiracy, the other day I see that they're now making move, and there's like a whole bunch of people that are asking Donald Trump to sorry to bring up the one politics, one thing in politics to do sorry. a form of martial law. Mm -hmm. A form of martial law, everybody's like, you can't do it. He's a president, and that has to be done by the states. I said, ah, you're wrong. Go and read some of our executive orders because in them we are still in a declared state of emergency since 2018, which means he can. And we did that in an executive order about voter fraud. 
And guess what was listed in there as people that would be held accountable for it, for um, how they were it. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was misinformation, propaganda campaigns. That's the media. Yeah. So this was all they knew and beyond plan. So I really do think like in the next, I mean, in 2000, it was decided uh, December 12th. So we still have quite a bit of time for some shakeups to happen. I hope that they start exposing some sick shit on both sides, like both of them, so that like everybody's eyes open. Yeah. Because if it's just skewed to one side, of course you're going to see people that are going to go, nah, nah. Do you well, and it doesn't matter how much evidence that you put in front of someone, like you know, going back to the the child trafficking stuff and this shit. Like I was watching. Um, have you seen? the Netflix program, which is called Disenchantment, something like that. Like it's it's made by Matt Groening, which we, you know people have said before that he probably is a pedophile, but we don't know. <laughs> and um, there's yeah. loads, but there's loads of weird stuff in there. Like once you've once you've been exposed to you know like all of the adrenochrome stuff and yeah, trafficking and what they what they do, and, which is true, but people won't believe it. Um, there's so much symbolism in there. It's fucking ridiculous. Like I, I couldn't watch it because I was like. That, that's so obvious. This is so obvious. Yeah. Was I'm trying to turn off a cartoon of her child. I was like, you need to turn this off. She's like, why? I'm like, do you realize what your daughter's listening to? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, turn it off for a second. I said, Bela, come over here. She goes, what? I said, tell your mommy what you were just watching. And she started explaining. And I said, what are those guys? And she said, those are humans. And I said, what are they fighting? Oh, dark spirits, mommy. It's just, just crazy, isn't it? It's dark like, spirits. and she's oh, yeah, talking about magic and all this stuff. And I'm like, Magic is one thing. Dark spirits and hearing your kid talk about the Illuminati at six years old is quite a difference. Quite exactly. a difference. And it's in there. Yeah. But then it's that, but then, like I was saying to my brother, like they, they put it in things like that so that you don't question it when you ever, yeah. when you actually see it in real life. So, oh, that's fine. Oh, it's Illuminati. People wear fucking t shirts with triangles on and all this shit, you know, with eyes in. And it's, it looks like, you know, a lot of people actually have the tattoo because they think it looks cool. I know. <laughs> and then, like, in that, going back to, to that program, um, they was like extracting blood from like the innocent. This is on a, I'll, I'll show you a video of it. And they was making a pink fluid from it, which is the elixir of life. Yeah. And I was like, is everybody just watching this and not understanding what they're actually doing? Las Vegas, did you ever see that movie? Um, what, sorry? You're involved in Las Vegas? He, he had that, it was Johnny, was it Johnny Depp? That movie was straight up just about adrenochrome, the whole thing. The whole thing was about adrenochrome and it was a little bottle with red liquid and they would trip out and hallucinate like insane. Um, what was that movie, Hocus Pocus? Yeah. Feeling a child innocent. Monster Inc. scaring a kid to death. Um, death Becomes Her. Mm -hmm. I watched that as well. She, she yeah. drinks a, 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 like a youth serum. Serum. I could go on and on about all these movies that literally have thrown in on our faces and we've just been like, oh, whatever. It's probably yeah. nothing. It's probably nothing. And I mean, the sick part of that, oh, you, I don't even think I, I didn't put it on my social media because again, I got to be careful. Oreos. Oreos came out with a new line of Oreos. Guess who makes them? Who? Lady Gaga. Oh, fuck no. That fucking um, what it says on them? Chromatica. What? Chromatica. With all of the allegations going on, do you think that maybe they 
Oh, sorry, you broke up a little bit then. Still frozen. Hey. Oh, wait, hold on. Now I can't hear you. No. No, whether I was still actually on the, <laughs> on the thing. How funny is that? I'm like, yo, I'm like, that just literally went chromatic. Apart. <laughs> like, God. Where's she going? Whole everything. My phone went down. I'm like, that was really weird. So, yeah, it says that. And not only does it say that, on the other side, it has a picture of the heart, in the heart, in oh. the heart. What is that? It's, it's isn't that like child love symbol? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, why does that need to be on an Oreo? It just doesn't, does it? Like, you know, going back to that exact same thing that you were just saying then about the the symbolism in that same program that I was talking about. Like, the girl in it is in her bedroom, and the art in the background is um you know like this the spiral symbols and you know all the ones that fbi put out saying like yeah. this is what the um the symbolism is and i was like it's in your face so much and it's it's just crazy isn't it literally i mean it's right there and they don't care there's um uh toys i saw a toy that had it was like a girl stroller and it had the swirl 
Mm -hmm. Whatever, maybe it's just, you know, me being me. So I'm like, let me see, it was made by Fisher Price. So I go on the, you know, the website and I see that toy. And I'm like, all right, and I see another one with it. But I happen to see that they have the TOTY Toy of the Year awards. And guess what their symbol is? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. I've actually, um, I've seen it before. Fucking joke, like. But obviously, we're crazy now. Yeah, no, we're crazy. yeah. 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 it's just it, it's insane. And then you know what's crazy is that you hear when people, okay, so like the cut, the cut man Don when he came out with his the letter that we're not allowed to say on his uniform, and yeah, yeah. nothing really came of that. You remember how everybody was really freaked out and they thought that he was going to get fired and Dana White was going to like, you know, get rid of him and all, well, not going to have Dana White's friends with, you know, that there's no way that that was going to happen. I knew there would be attention brought to it, but it yeah. kind of fizzled really fast. Yeah, it did. It kind of nothing really, you didn't hear anything after that initial <laughs> picture, did you? No, and that was it. And then you have, you know, who's really heavily into the movement is, um, uh, Tito Ortiz and his wife are very heavily into uh, fighting human trafficking. So is Chuck Liddell, mm -hmm. um, Brandon Barra. So there's a lot of the fight community that's starting to get involved and starting to, you know, realize that this, things aren't really, you know, what they think. and it's crazy because you get all these fighters that were labeled crazy forever that look at maybe like Mayhem, maybe it wasn't so crazy. Mm -hmm. That's it. I, I was saying this, um, I can't remember who I was speaking to, but like how woke the MMA community is, like a lot of them anyway. And it's like, is it a fighter thing? Is it, I don't know. Like, I think it's, it is. Yeah. I don't think we're brainwashed. I think that it's because you're not, you're not doing your typical, what regular people do. You get up, you work, and that's it. Yeah. I do, and even journalists and people in my field, we, get up, we do our job, but I don't go and do the nine to five. I don't go and, you know, have to do something. I do stuff that I love it. And yeah. there's a difference. And I think that's something like with fighters too, even though you guys do have work, but you have work that you love. Most fighters work in that community. Yeah. It's not really work, but regular people don't have that. Um, I would call it a luxury in a way where we are able to break out of that matrix, so to speak, where you're not in that nine to five, you know, have to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And so maybe there's a reason why we're more woke than other people. Also maybe getting punched in the face might help. I think it's, it's also probably like, we don't like conform to, you know, society. Like we don't, like you say, don't have a nine to five job. We don't sit there watching the news all day. Yeah. You know, things like that, I think as well, because when you do MMA, you kind of end up naturally going into coaching and then you're coaching children, coaching adults, teenagers, and you, you've got that sense of like, um, you know, protection over people and wanting to, you know, if, if you hear about these millions and millions of kids disappearing, you yeah. know, in the night of the year, you're going to want to ask questions about that. And that's what I think is crazy, like going back onto that, is that nobody's asking questions. And then when you put it out there, people are like, oh my God, why are you talking about that? Like, it's such a taboo, you know, yeah. subject. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. I think we've just, and as well, like not everyone in MMA, but a lot of people in MMA kind of come from a background where they've had to, it's a quite a struggle. They've had to fight, you know, to, to make ends meet and they've had to fight because of obviously being tough in that area and seeing different things growing up. And I think that's probably one of the reasons as, as well is that you don't just kind of, 
now they do because MMA is more popular. You don't just come from like you know this rich background where you've decided I'm gonna you know fight. A lot of the time it, it does you know people coming from from small areas, you know um, staying out of trouble basically and things like that. I'm going back to to that type of thing. Like it's a community, isn't it? As well, so I think that's why we're probably a little bit more open-minded than than other people. I would say anyway. Very much so. And I mean, you get fighters that come from all over the world. So say like the Jorge Masvidal's, why people are giving him a lot of stuff, a lot of shit about his political uh, opinions. And I said, well, when you come from a communist country and you're ruled by dictators, you know what that looks like. Yeah. And you know what, forgive them for not wanting to be in that when they left that, you know what I mean? And I, I have friends that have come from El Salvador that are all you know on the same page we are that are like, we left that. You know, we're not trying to make that little here. Go back into that same situation that they escaped from, basically. And yeah. I'm watching all of these hearings and a lot of the people that were working uh, this whole election were, uh, a lot of them were legal immigrants that moved here from different countries. And these people signed sworn affidavits. Those are like, you could go to jail for lying. And being called a liar and I mean, it was really amazing watching these two two women that really like struck me. And they were both, one was Indian from India and the other one I think might've been like uh, Middle Eastern. And the one woman, when she called her a liar, but not to her face turned around and goes, the difference is I could say this in my sleep, I'll say it awake. I'll say, and she went, she goes, I'm not lying. And that's different. I mean, she got nasty with her and the other girl almost started crying and said, this is my citizenship. Yeah. I can lose everything on this and you're going to tell me I'm lying. Like yeah. it's fucked up. Yeah, never like, ever to see this day. It's insane, isn't it? It's been the weirdest year I think ever. <laughs> like on, on I'm 41 years old. This is the weirdest year ever, ever. It's just 9/11. Like that year was crazy. 2001. This is just by far takes the cake. Yeah, because it's been like a full year of bullshit, though, hasn't it? Like it's not just been one like situation it's been one after another after another and so much calendar year. we're looking at a full calendar year starting i'd say in well no now i mean things started getting weird in december last year yeah like, and then it just gradually got worse and worse and then obviously everything started from then because um i don't know how bad the, the situation is in like the us with i mean i do know but you know with, with the whole covid thing and the the rules but it seems to be that each country have their own like situation going on it's it's just crazy like the uk has just gone absolutely mad and i think oh, you guys are, i mean i'm watching it i watch it on on tv i watch like i watch one american news it seems to show world news it's the only reason why i watch it because i want to know what's going on everywhere and yeah. they're showing like all the protests and stuff in the uk i mean the fact that people are protesting for us in other countries is incredible and i've yeah. watched people in Nigeria protest for us. <laughs> I'm like, like, not, like, you know, people um, getting branded like conspiracy theorists are, you you know, people are going to protest during a pandemic and all things like that and they're bad people, but we're, we're doing it for like the right reasons. Yeah, you know, it's for not, the like, world. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, when things end up on the better side because of people like us, you know, we have forgotten history. You know, the history books are going to be written about people like us, people that were able to stand up and say, you know what? I don't care what you guys think. I'm fighting for something. 
Yeah. You know, I don't care if you think that I'm this, I'm fine. But our generation is literally, and I will consider all of us right now alive now um, that are living through this, a single singular generation. We're history itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like, this is literally, I'd say another 19 something. You know what I mean? Like this is just, it's, it's bigger than anything because this is affecting the entire world. We've had world wars, but this is just different. Yeah, it is. And it, it's just because <laughs> it's because of everything combined, though. Like there's so many different lies and there's, there's propaganda and there's all different things going on at the same time as, as this, you know, pandemic. And it's it's just been one of the most confusing, but yet kind of enlightening years mm. as well, because you kind of figure out um, like the people you can trust and what yeah. type of sources of information you can trust and what to believe what not to believe and what to question and you know what it's just it's kind of helped a lot of people but obviously destroyed a lot of a lot of things at the same time and mm. it's made me like completely hate you know some people um and completely like i hate watching tv now I hate watching movies because i kind of hate a lot of people that are that are in there and i can't enjoy anything <laughs> i'm like yeah, this is why we can't have nice things i'm literally on the same exact level you are. And I said to my sister the other day, am I gonna like burn all my movies? Like, am I literally gonna be that person sitting outside with a bonfire? Like, check this in, this one might go, well, go into the wood chipper. I mean. That's it, like, I, I can't, I think I was watching American Horror Story, which I loved on, on Netflix, and then some people, and I was like, okay. So like, I kind of had to get over, you know, the fact that I don't like the person to, to enjoy the thing. And like I say, I can't watch anything more cartoons. Simpsons, I can't watch. You know, <laughs> there's so many different things that I used to like, and now I can't watch it anymore because I said the same thing. I like literally like we can't have nice things anymore. Like there's nothing. Like I, I'm don't even listen to music anymore because I'm like, am I being, you know, programmed by? I know, and it sounds crazy, but it's not. Yeah, I have friends in the military that have told me like, dude, they're like, you're not crazy. They're like, we we get experimented on. Like this is they're like, you're not wrong. That all, you know, the military people would be the first people to tell you that the one thing you shouldn't trust is, you know, what they're all telling you. They do the same thing. Like, my friends have been saying that this is going to be a world, there's going to be like a world event. You know what I mean? Like something really big and bigger than what we're having already. Like, how much bigger does it get? Well, I think it will do, won't we? We're probably not even at the, at the, uh, the middle point at this point, not, I think not. And I think honestly, I I personally think the revolution will be when it's like really exposed with all the kids, because that's got to be the one thing to wake everybody up. Yeah, I mean, but there's been loads of like this is what frustrates me is this. There's been loads of um, rescue missions, haven't they? And they, they're in different types of media, enough. But they never because of all the people that follow Q. Q a letter we can't say. Yeah, all the people that follow that and put their timelines on it, like, oh, these people are going to be arrested this day. This is going to happen that time, and nothing's really happened, at least that we know of. Now, I put up yesterday. Um, I forget what media I was watching. Oh no, it was One American News, and they were saying that all the left media is freaking out, saying that oh, uh, that they're going to pardon all of his kids. And I said, well, that just plays into my theory as to why a lot of people haven't been arrested because they were pardoned already. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I was crazy when I said it in the beginning, but now that your TV's saying it, is it so crazy? Yeah. You know? As soon as it's in, the, as as it's in like mainstream media, it's in the news and it's on TV, you know, people believe it. 
But mm. at the same time, like going back back onto that is um onto the COVID thing as well. Is in Sky News. I don't know if you've heard of that in, in the US. Like we have a um a broadcast called Sky News, and they literally put on there. He was a guy that came out and he was saying talking about the, the COVID deaths, how they actually put the COVID deaths down, and yeah. saying if you're if you've tested positive and then a month later get run over by a car and die, mm-hmm. put you you've died from COVID. Absolutely. I was watching this going, is this fucking like serious? And then people at home probably are watching it, but not even taking in what is actually said. And then, you know, the next day it'll come out saying like, oh, there's been so many thousand deaths and everyone's shit in the South. You think the guys just told you that it doesn't yeah. matter whether you're not even, you know, like that you've not been admitted to hospital because of that you could have had your head chopped off. <laughs> and it's they're still counting it as that. And it's like, I don't know what you can pick it's really, it's really, it's just so insane. And you know, the crazier thing is, is bringing back to MMA. Uh, a couple of my friends were telling me that, like, that's really the only thing that they're testing for right now is COVID. Yeah. So people are probably getting in there a little juiced. Probably a lot of juice. <laughs> if I saw I think from what I heard, it's mostly COVID and um, like, you know, the HEP and HIV, but I don't think they're testing for a lot of stuff. Really? No, they're not testing for pot. All my friends are smoking. <laughs> I mean, well, um, who was it? Nico Price recently got um, tested for, for marijuana and you think, fucking hell, come on. Like he's banned now, isn't he? I can't believe that because that was before COVID hit. That was like right before, I think. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was, it, it was, um, that was still behind closed doors, wasn't it? It was in Las Vegas, I'm sure it was. Oh. At the apex. Legal there. Because it, it was, I'm sure it was because it was the cowboy. Legal there. You know that, right? Oh, I didn't know. In Vegas. I'll, in have, to, I'll have to Google when, they, when that fight was. So Nico Price. That makes me sick. And you know what? This is all falls into the USADA. And I could tell you, I do, I, you know I'm a competitor. I play pool. Um, yeah. Now doing jujitsu. I mean, I used to, but like now, really, really training again. I can play pool high like a motherfucker. I am like the best player. You give me a little bit of pot and put me on a pool table, and I will wipe the table with anybody. You put me on a mat, and I don't know my right from my left. <laughs> no, like, what happened to you? He's like, need elbow. I'm like, where? <laughs> Which one? Oh, I'll just, I'll just. Like I don't even know what legs in the air. Like I do not know. I cannot do a knee to elbow to escape when I am high at all. That's that's too much coordination, isn't it? <laughs> thing in the world to do. I cannot do a basic move. Cannot do. Twentieth of September this year was Nico Price and Cowboy. So was that at the apex? It must have been. That's insane. That's not right. Yeah. So. It's the way that I see it. They shouldn't ever overturn anybody who's winning. They shouldn't give them any kind of anything for marijuana. It's not an answer by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's definitely not. And I, I think it's, it's, yeah, they've changed it to a no contest. It was a draw anyway, but still, like, I prefer a draw than a no contest because that's bullshit. I mean, a no contest sucks, but I mean, it's just, it's a foolish thing at this point. It's, it's politics. It's what, it's sorry? Your politics. Yeah at this point and 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 fines and how much money can we make off the fighter that's gonna it's so stupid i mean yeah. it's not fair at all i don't think no people have been getting away with you know like when tj got away with his epos for however long you know 
that's and you're shooting that up. It's not even like you can mistake and go, oh well, it was a tainted this, it was a this, it was a that. No, you and John Jones is the only fighter that's allowed to fight with a performance enhancer in him all the time. Yeah. He's fucking crazy, man. Never not gonna be able to John Jones will always and I said this, this is the difference, is that every fighter if you want to get to the USC, you need to learn how to market yourself because that mm -hmm. is what gets you the money. It doesn't really matter. Your skill in the UFC is only a portion of who you are as a fighter. Your commodity yeah. is a fighter more than anything. Your skill is just, okay, so can she get in there and get in a fight, but can she sell tickets? That's mm -hmm. the question. Like, you're never going to see them cut John Jones. No. I think Ronda Rousey is still on the, uh, on the roster. I could be wrong. She's not retired. Yeah, she's never actually, I don't think she's ever actually come out and said she's retired, has she? No. So she might still be ranked. I have to look that up just to make sure. Um, John Jones will never be cut. Weidman will never be cut. Joanna um, no. will never get cut. There's just like names that even, and when she had her couple losses, people were like, oh no, she needs this win. Mm -hmm. And you think that in the next minute she's thrown into another title shot and you think, never get <laughs> would never be cut. McGregor would never be cut. Um, Jose Aldo will never be cut. Some mm -hmm. of the guys that we see in there that like, you know, question marks, never going to go because people like to see them. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I love, absolutely love Cowboy. Like he's one of my favorite fighters. I just love him. Um, but he probably, I mean, he, he will eventually because obviously he's getting to the end of his career now, isn't he? And it's more for his safety than anything because he, he is getting older and he's got two kids and he should. Yeah, how many shots can you take? That's exactly it. And, you know, he's a tough guy. He will take shots and he, he loves to scrap, but he's another one of them. Like, he could have been cut years ago, but he won't. Because, because they, he will have to cut himself. They will not cut him. His yeah. team will have to say, we're not going to corner you and back you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, and it took them a long time to say, we're done with, like, BJ Penn. You know what I mean? Like, that was a painful situation, though, wasn't it, with BJ Penn? I wish someone physically dragged him out of out of the gym and said, you're not fighting again. But yeah. I mean, certain people, but then, you know, there's starting to be something to be said, and I do love, like, the legend fights that they have in Bellator. I love that. I don't mind seeing, like, even watching Roy Jones and um, uh, Mike Tyson, no, it yeah. wasn't greatest fight in the world but it's still you're seeing two legends in there and it's not like you're seeing a legend in there with a really young up-and-comer who's just gonna smoke them either yeah that's true and it's nice to see as well like i've had this conversation before i've said it a few times but it's like as a fighter if you've done that your entire life when do you actually stop because it's almost like a purpose isn't it like you they get yeah. up every day and train to fight and it's like how I when do you stop? like that I like that. I think it's good to keep people like like if Randy Couture wanted to get back in there, you know, let him in with a boss rooting or somebody that's like in his age range where they, you know what I mean? That maybe they're both low T and stuff. Yeah. That I think is a better matchmaking, uh, especially for the older guys. I feel like that would be a really good way to, yeah. you know, you could have had that conversation, you know, when Cowboy got matched with, was it Hernandez? Was that the young lad, wasn't it? The young lightweight. But then he, he bust his ass, didn't he? he beat him? And it's like, he could go the way. Yeah, that's why you can never count him out, isn't it? It's like he can, he can still beat these young guys if he. That's like Glover, everybody always talks. Like always, everybody is oh, Glover's gonna lose. I'm like, 
people think that about him. I'm like, he's, he's, don't ever, don't ever, uh, don't count him out. He's always like pulling him out, you know? To be honest, with that last fight, I thought maybe, you know, he's looking a little slower. He's, he is getting older. And then he was, he, did he armbar or did he choke him? I can't remember what he did. No. I can't remember, but I was like, shit, okay. You know, fair enough. Like, right. He's still in the he's still in the game. He's not, and he says he's not going anywhere, didn't he? So he's not going to go anywhere. He's he's always going to be fighting. He trains up in uh, Connecticut, so he's like one state away from me. Yeah. yeah. What what do you think about you well being like removing himself from the UFC? Did you see that? I did not. Romero's not in the UFC anymore. What it's been happen? this this morning, I think. Like when I opened huh. my Instagram, that's definitely why I didn't see it. What happened? It just says that he's he's like not he's released. He's been released from UFC. But I've not read too much into it. It was MMA fighting.com, I think, when I when I looked at it. But it just has like a picture of Romero and it just says breaking like Romero's lead. Um, he went to another promotion. I don't understand why he would go though. Like you never know. He could I mean Bellator has money that like shocks me. They really yeah. do because of the names that they've been able to pull and stuff, they really it kind of blows me away Bellator so you never know um I doubt he'd be over fighting and I don't see people ever really getting over yeah fighting. I he's, 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 he's is he 43 you well he's, he's, he's in his 40s he's not young yeah but I think he's, he probably will go to Bellator and then he'll probably beat a lot of Bellator fighters and get a lot of money I think oh yeah oh yeah and there's another. I love that. I love watching like the the fighters from different promotions. Yeah, who really is the top of the top? And there's not. It's just it's a name. You know what I mean? A promotion is a promotion. But yeah. I love that. And I always said I wanted. To, I want to see like a lot of cross promotion, like uh, champion fights, or even just just not even to like not not to rank because if it's a cross promotion, you can't really you know, always take something from it. Um, but like what Bellator did with what was it? One no, was it with one or Ryzen? Yeah, it was, it was Ryzen. They, they don't they they crossed over, didn't they? I love it. Uh, which was pretty cool actually to see them. Yeah, my friend Lindsay fought Reina, and then I forget uh, Haraguchi fought. I can't remember, and he ended up vacating the title. That was last December. Yeah, who was that? Was that was at Madison Square Garden that crossover card? It was really good. I think didn't Demetrius Johnson have a crossover fight as well with one? I think that was with one. He um, had a crossover with one, but he actually Demetrius Johnson's now signed by one. Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, and, but I'm sure somebody he signed by one. Uh, yeah. one is doing a animal females tournament this year. Oh really? Yeah, this is tiny outlet. That's they're so cute. <laughs> It's so much fun to watch. It really is. And I know a lot of girls that like wanted to. And then uh, one of my friends uh, I interviewed, oh, Alicia, she's the um, the uh, Adam Wade champion over at Evicta. She um, was thinking about that. But Shannon and her talked, and she ended up getting, oddly enough, a better deal. And because she could fight out of her contract with Invicta over at Bellator if she wanted to, or in uh, Ryzen, who Ryzen, yeah. So she, there's a lot of room for that. But I was really shocked. I thought she was going to go over to one. And Shannon was like, no, 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 no. We're working this out. <laughs> one seems the place to be as well. Like, you know, um, for a lot of the smaller fighters anyway, because obviously they've got the more, um, you know, avenues for, for the smaller fighters. Uh, um, yeah, like they're kind of, 
nearly on a par with like UFC now, aren't they? Like there's so many, all the different promotions seems to be putting on massive performances and getting really good fighters in there. So there's there's loads of competition, I think, at the moment, which is good. Gonna be gonna start picking up. I do have a friend that works for Gamma and said that they're gonna start doing a lot of stuff. So I do believe that things are gonna start kind of calming down. And you know, maybe this was a good year for everybody to kind of take like a mental check and a mental break. And you know, like so maybe maybe things kind of taking a little lull was good. Who knows? I mean, like I was going 20 miles an hour all day until January. Yeah. And that's it. It's, it's good. It's like you said, there's, there's pros. Obviously, there's a lot of cons to the, to the year. And there's, but there's also, it's how you've, you've dealt with it, isn't it? How you've used your time and energy into into like bettering you, yourself. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, should have done. And it's I, what I would as well, which is a really good thing. Yeah. Now, your gym, is your gym open? Like, because I know that a lot of it here is like a backdoor kind of thing that the gym is yeah. really open. You're more kind of sliding through the back, which whatever. Yeah, so it's like um, the the UK government have just like balls everything up basically. They've just they've not really give us any type of like real instruction. Um, so what we did was for quite a few months, obviously we only had the professional athletes in a bubble that were training, and um, which was good. After a couple of months after being locked down, should I say we, that came back on, which was really good. Um, so the fighters like that here, they didn't, and it's not right. That was a problem that MMA fighters and gyms you have professional teams you know what i mean and i said that was an argument that they should have made yeah so they've done that which was which was really good so all the professional athletes and we've not got really that many at the gym we've got a lot of amateurs but only you know a handful of pros so that was good we, we could train um and then they opened up again because they put us into like tiers which yeah. like three is like total lockdown tier two a little bit relaxed and everything so then they opened the gym back up to the public but all of the classes were socially distant so that was quite hard to start off with because obviously you know jiu-jitsu and mma and and kickboxing is you know it's contact so we had to kind of figure out how to do classes which nobody was touching each other so that was a you know a bit of a pain yeah but then it got, we got into it and obviously we got into a good um, rhythm then we got you know we could only have a certain amount of people on but we done we figured it out and then all of a sudden they locked us down again and then we're like Fuck. so we and locked we, down again. we need to be doing pretty well anybody in an athletic uh community it seems to be doing pretty well i mean i've trained with my coach john he trains at law and sarah's <coughs> excuse me <coughs> um or did i don't want to say does because of the you know everything the lockdown they're not you know one's open um but everybody that we've trained with i can count on my hands there's been quite a few people that have had covid or <coughs> been exposed to it and I mean, luckily, I don't really consider it luck. You know, I was talking to John, I said, well, we're all very healthy. We all, you know, we're, we're training a lot. You're keeping your body up. I drink, um, I, I, make, I don't know if you've ever heard of chaga mushrooms. I take them, yeah. You do? I make a tea out of them. I take them every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you, well, do you make them or do you take it in a supplement? I get it. Um, it's like an organic supplement of chaga and i've got some with lion's mane and shit like that as well lion's mane is amazing so what you should do i'm gonna message you the name of the company that i use i get it from there's it's in upstate new york uh adirondack chaga anyway so what i get is i get it in the mushroom form and it looks like a piece of bark it's not even like a mushroom yeah it looks like it a pot pot with one piece 
And I cook it for like six hours, slow roll it, take it out. And I make my cold teas out of them. I don't get sick. It's an antiviral. It's an antifungal. It's, I mean, that chaga has so many properties to it that I think everybody in the world should be drinking it. And it's not even like known. Yeah. That's it. Like, I've also got coffee with it as well, which is like, it's the powder, it's the mushroom ground up. So I, dr I do drink it sometimes to take it. Um, but it's so strong with coffee. It's like fucking so good for you. It's chocolate is like literally, I people are like, you haven't gotten, I'm like, no. Nah. My friend had it two, three weeks ago. I mean, I don't think anybody else really got it. So I think it was a false, false positive, but because the thought that he might have, I was like, all right, let me let me do the quarantine thing just in case. So I did. I quarantined for 14 days, self-quarantined. Yeah. Um, this is why, like, the CDC, people contact tracing and shit, it's kind of stupid because normal people like me are going to go, okay, well, let me just take care of all the side of question. I'll stay home. Never got sick. None of our friends got sick. He was the only one. So clearly, yeah. you know, that was a false positive, and I told him he should have gotten retested, but whatever. Um. And you know, a lot of people like, how come you didn't, I said, I don't, I don't let myself live in like a environment where I'm going to get sick. I'm, I haven't been sick in like, not, not on wood, like two years, but that's because I drink this. And yeah. Frankincense water. Not to say, I mean, touch wood again, like <laughs> this year, this whole entire year, like, well, actually how long have I been having Chicago for? Probably over a year. And I've not so much had the sniffles. Like it's crazy. I get these. I mean, but like, I really don't get sick. And it's yeah. crazy, and I really attribute it to that. And I take um, like high strength, like liquid form of vitamin D3 as well, which I take that all the time. Yeah, I take vitamin D, yep. Yeah, so that's, you know, people people need to get onto that as well. Well, that like is the number one, the three number one problems with COVID, the vitamin D deficiency, mm -hmm. okay, diabetes. Yeah. That's the, the three big comorbidities. So what does that um, say? And what did he say? Stay at home. Yeah. Go and eat junk food because we put it fifty percent off. Mm -hmm. So you eat shit anyway. You're staying at home. You're not exercising, and you just your immune system's just going to go to shit. So yeah. it's like it's it's just it's perfect, isn't it? How they how they put it together. But obviously, again, we're crazy, and that's a you know it's just a coincidence, but. Yeah, I think that's what everybody should be taking is, is the chaga and the, the vitamin D, definitely. Definitely chaga, anyway. <laughs> Clearly it works. Yeah, it does. My brother does the same thing as well. Like, he's he's very much into, you know, like, um, organic, like, groceries, organic, you know, like, supplements and, and things like that and taking, like, the mushrooms and, and everything. You know, he's he's really healthy and fit as well. Like, he, I don't think I ever see him unwell. He train as well? Um, he used to, but he, he doesn't. He doesn't train at the moment, but um, because of his job. But he's, you know, he's really healthy. Like he, that's what he, you know, prides himself on as well. So um, it obviously works because I don't think the only time I ever seen him unwell was when he went to Mexico and he actually did get like a parasite or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was the only time I've ever seen him unwell. Other than that, that was like a few years ago, and he's, I've not seen him unwell since. And he does the same, you know, routine as me. You know, yeah vitamin d and b12 and all this different shit that would take so but like that's it's the weirdest thing is the um leon edwards testing positive and he's really unwell yeah so that like blew my mind a little bit because i was thinking you know a lot of the healthy people it's not really affecting him that much and there's been a lot of false positives but apparently he's been very unwell so i, I, I don't think know. there's gotta be something 
um, why it's, and this is another thing, like, why does it target people different ways? You know what I mean? Like, I look at it, that's the critical thinking, like, targeting people in so many different ways. But why is, why is flu at an all-time low? <laughs> like, has is, is COVID eradicated the flu? Like, Wait, like, I'm like, are we still getting sick? Regular like, sick? Or is it just COVID? Like, like, I don't know what's going on here. Did, that's it. Like, some, someone um, that I know was like, oh, I've, I've got a blocked nose and I'm sneezing. And I was like, first of all, that isn't a, that isn't a COVID symptom. No, that's allergy. Second, yeah, like other people, like you can sneeze, you can cough. It doesn't mean that. that you last night in a restaurant, literally, and I like, I went, oh no, and my friend went, what? And I was like, and I looked around and I'm like, allergies. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a car with my auntie and I just I, my vape pen and this, I started coughing into my thing and this woman just looks at me and she's like, and I'm like, it's weed, I swear, you can take, you can smell it. And she was like, oh. <laughs> that's it's it. It's to go, it's weed. Yeah, that's the only time you can say it and it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Like, I've been in, a, in supermarkets before and think like, I just need to clear my throat. But then you think, what are they gonna think? Like, you know, everybody gets so- You like, gonna out of there. Mind yeah. you, mind you, right? This is what got me the other day. I'm sitting there and 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 one of my friends was like talking about that, you know, the mask work, this and that. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, well, do you wear gloves when you go shopping? And what do you mean? I'm like, do you wear anything on your hands when you go shopping? Anything. Like, no. I'm like, okay, well, when you hit that keypad on the credit card thing, you touch that. Do you touch it with anything? And she's like, no. I'm like, so you're telling me that this is protecting, but the biggest organ on your entire body is off limits. I'm like, I mean, to be honest, like, I've, I've not actually um, wore a mask or, or anything from the from the beginning. Um, no, we, we we get shamed. I yeah, we do as well, but I don't give a shit to be honest. <laughs> the only time I've worn one the two and a quarter times that I do wear them is one, if I'm in a store and it's completely crowded, like where everybody's on top of each other and that I literally leave because I'm that person. I'm like, I'm not sitting here for like five hours like that. I'm out. Yeah. I don't like um, that anyway, to be honest. A restaurant and it's a small business's restaurant. If it's like, yeah. a, um, I was at like a chain one and I was walking around without it and people were like, are you serious? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But last <laughs> night we went to a little restaurant around the corner with one, uh, two of my friends and they were like, how are we going to go out? You're like so anti-mask. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not anti-establishment. Like I know people have to like keep their businesses open and I'm not going to like cost somebody their license because of my attitude. I said, no, no, I'll wear it. I support small businesses. And they were like, oh, we thought you did. And I'm like, no, I do. <laughs> so, you know, I said, I have no problems with wearing it in there because I want people to keep their business open. So for me, it's just two seconds. But I said, if you look at the ridiculousness of we walk in the door, and then we go to the table, take it off, and the second you're leaving, you put it. But makes no sense. Yeah, because it's not like, a, like you say, it's not about, um, you know, trying to be a rebel and and being asshole about the situation. It's just that none of it makes sense. Like you say, you can go when the when the pubs they're not open yet, the pubs and restaurants because we're in tier three again. Um, but you can order beer in a in a pub, and you can stay in there only if you have food. Mm -hmm. If you don't have food, you're not the the pub can't stay open. You think, how the, like, how is that making any difference? The, the having you want to know what it is? Go on. At least in America, 
there was no tax on liquor. Oh, right. Okay. So they need the, the food tax. Fuck. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? When you look into it, that you know that makes perfect sense. It's not going to stop COVID getting in if you're having a you know Sunday no, dinner. Ten o'clock theory. Tono one, it comes out at night. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. You're actually listening to that. Like, you know, you, you you're also I don't know if this is in the US, but you're not allowed to stand up in a in a bar either. So like you have to sit down. You're not allowed to sing. Um, and you're, and you're not allowed to sing. And I'm like, you see, I'm I'm so bad. Like literally, I walk around and I'm like, I'm singing. Like I just mess with people now because I'm like, are we? We're what are we doing? What kind of world are we living in that we can't yeah. do this? You can't do that. You can't do this. And I'm like, yeah. It's like thinking about it, like, you know, like you say, critical thinking again, like you don't have to be a, like, you're not being an asshole about the situation. If you listen to the actual rules, they make no sense. That's nice. nothing other than, other than controlling what you're doing. Like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm a crazy person. Nobody tells me what to do, but if none of what they're saying to do. Nobody don't know what to do. Like, nobody, none of the stuff that they're telling you what to do is going to help the situation. Like you say, no standing up in a bar, but I've walked in the bar. So what's the difference with that? And then <laughs> don't sing, okay? And then it's just like it's all this mad, you know, crazy things, and like I just, I just think it's so stupid. But it's it's, it's borderline the stupidest situation I've ever seen. Because I remember when, like, we've had pandemics, and and I remember seeing people walk around with the the mask on. Those were yeah. people that were sick. And I remember like everybody would walk 10 feet away from them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, like that all of a sudden everybody has to wear one. Whatever happened to the theory if you're sick, they won't. Yeah. I, when I was a kid and I didn't feel good, like my mom would be, unless you have a fever, you're going to school. That's yeah. stupid. It's a really selfish way of thinking about things. And then when I was like working and out of school, I would always, that my biggest thing was I'm not, if I don't feel good, I'm not going. I'm just taking the day. And, you know, I remember like my dad would even be like, it's like, you're off today. I'm like, I'm not feeling good. And he's like, but you look fine. I'm like, but I'm not feeling great. And I don't feel like I should be around people. What if I get everybody, whatever I have? Yeah. And I would always get sick, but like, say somebody would have like a strep or whatever. Like they'd have like a really bad sickness, but I wouldn't get it so bad. Yeah. I never got it that bad. Uh, but when I was smoking cigarettes back in the day, then I would get like super sick. But like, I wouldn't get that bad. So I'm like, well, okay, that's great that I'm not, but somebody else might. So I always looked at it like that. And if we lived in a society where more people thought of it like that, there wouldn't be people walking around sick. Yeah, that's it. And it's the same with like gyms as well, isn't it? Like we always say, if you're feeling unwell, regardless of the, of, you know, COVID, just don't come in because, you know, it's a, it's a place where the bacteria is going to breed. You're touching everyone. And like say, even in schools as well, if you're unwell, just stay, stay at home and then, it, that's just simple like it's it's the same thing that i've been going on, on on my instagram with like the testing situation people are going to get tested when there's nothing wrong with them and it's yeah. like if nothing wrong with you why are you going to check if you've got something wrong with you and then the, obviously a lot of the false positives and then the, that's ranking you know that that's what happened in in manchester was uh well the north obviously of, of the uk was everybody started going get tested mm -hmm. loads of false positives like they've said on the news they've said that I think it's like 97% of positives is said are actually false positives. You think, yeah. what the fuck? Um, and then that ramps the, the cases up and then we get put back in back in lockdown again. But 
I don't get the the whole situation with the it's the cases that they're worried about. Surely it would be deaths. You know, the cases don't. That be should be the worry. Should be the morbidity and the like. How long you stay in that? You know what I mean? Not like okay. Well, if you get better and there's cases like, like what I'm saying, cases are going to go up when you're going to get tested. It just is what it is. So the more yeah. people get tested, the more cases you're going to. I mean, it makes sense. You know, it really just makes sense. And if you do the actual math, like we're saying, no, with three and one don't equal five. So what they're doing is just to any normal person, it shouldn't make any sense. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And that's like, but I've had this, this conversation, like I always speak to my mom about it because um, I live with my mom and she's saying like, oh, you, you need to stop like worrying about, you know, posting things on, on Instagram and things like that. I'm saying, I'm not doing it to, to go on as if like I'm this amazing person and I know loads of stuff. I'm just showing people what's really available, like the, the actual information, because yeah. it's just, I don't like the fact that people are uh, in fear and they're, they're terrified of, of what's going on. Yeah. Like the, the public health, um, the government website that, we, that we've got in the UK, and it, it has a table, um, I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram, it's a table of the average deaf age, the average, so like, you know, how, how they figure it out. And it's mm -hmm. in the high ages, and that's an average deaf age. So that means that, you know, the, the deaths are a lot higher, like the age is a lot higher than that as well. And it's 83, I think, for females yeah. and something like that. And you think, that's, that is a good age. Like, some people are dying before. It's a normal age in America. Yeah. is like, you're kind of, you know, near in the end. That's normal. And then it's like, why the, you know, the, the scary people, like I, I know somebody who, um, I mean, I won't say any names because obviously it's not fair to, to tell, like to, to speak about them, but you know, give them a situation. Um, and she was terrified of like, not meeting up with me because we weren't meeting, we weren't touching anyone. We was, it was for Secret Santa at work and we wanted to like put the, you know, a present because we do Secret Santa every year. And obviously we're not supposed to be meeting each other. And then, they wanted me to wear a mask when we were like really far away from each other outside and I was like I'm not wearing a mask like why do I need to wear a mask when I'm not going to be near anyone yeah. and in the fresh air and you see a lot of people like wearing them outside and I think you know it's scaring people into thinking that they're, they're infectious when they're not infectious right I see people and I laugh I'm like literally like last night I'm walking around and there's people outside in the fresh air all of them walking around and I'm just like because it makes you feel like you're a bad like almost like you're a bad person because i'm not wearing a mask but yes. you should be like it's, the thing is is where does it end? your mask is protecting you you shouldn't worry about what i'm doing yeah works, don't worry that, about what I'm doing. that's it and it's like where does it end where does this situation end is this going to happen forever now are people yeah. just going to wear masks forever like my friend comes over to my house last night and I'm not going to say names like you. I don't want to be that person, but love her dearly. It comes over with like the bejeweled mask. <laughs> uh, that's one of my, that's one of my pet hates as well is the, um, fancy. You know, the, the, the fancy mask and branded mask. You think, fuck you. The Adidas, fuck you. Like, you know, neat. As, as an ex yeah, Niki, I like that boy better, by the way, because that's her actual name, the goddess Niki. Um, but no, you're right. And I said that, I'm like, at the beginning, I said, watch, it's going to be the newest accessory. Yeah. I literally put it on my Facebook. I said, I wonder how many, um, like, branded, you know, uh, brands are going to come out with, like, all these different face masks with, like, the brand logo on it. And they did, like, instantly, like, straight yeah. away. Like, and I was like, if this is a pandemic and people are dying, why are you 
jumping in straight away to take money off people. It's yep. just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, on it, yet these could be given away. And I said that, like, there's a lot of stuff that you could be doing philanthropic work. The whole world could be going, well, you know what? We're going to just do this for the good of humanity. And they're not. It's for the good of our pocket. And, like, I get people got to make money, but, like, the branding, the, I mean, I was just like, I looked at her and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, well, and I'm like, not only are you wearing like a bedazzled mask, you have the fucking thing to hold it around your neck. <laughs> and she's like, don't start with me. I'm like, you're the fucking problem. <laughs> I love you. I said, I love you dearly, dearly. I said, but you're the fucking problem. And she just looked at me. I, that's all I had to say. But I think as well, we've I've seen people obviously with like you know the diamonds and all the different shit on the on the front of the mask, and that's actually covering the holes that you need to breathe out of it. So how are you breathing out of it? Like, <laughs> like it, it's just I've seen loads of people wear them as well with all the different stuff on the front, and it's just like crazy. Or people, what about the what was it Alyssa Milano with a crocheted one? A crocheted one. <laughs> Alyssa Milano had a crocheted mask on with holes in it because that's gonna do anything for you. Exactly. And it, you know, it's, it's stupid. It's just, if you ask, I think I've seen, um, was it a poll? I can't remember. But that said, are you wearing a mask to protect yourself or are you wearing a mask because they've said to wear it? And like 90% said because they've told me to wear it. Wear it. It's so true. I was at a supermarket and I just walked in and I'm walking through and this guy stops me and he's like, ma'am, this was just two, three days ago. He's like, where's your mask? And I was like, oh, oh, wait. I'm like, where are we? And he goes, the name of the store and I'm like yeah last time I checked this is in communist China and he looks at me I'm like oh and I have a medical uh whatever it's called the medical where you don't have your exemption and he just looks at me and I'm like see you later <laughs> I just kept moving it's they can't I don't think they can this far I'm like we don't live in China <laughs> it's, it's not a legal requirement though is it to, mm -hmm. to wear it's not, it's not a legal um requirement to wear a mask it's just They've just said it's mandatory, but it's not like there's no law against no law. Yeah, like it's not like they can arrest you for not for not wearing a mask. They arrest you. They can try to fine you, but you can absolutely fight it because there is no law. It's not a federal um, mandate to wear one. Yeah. Um, they're asking you to wear one, pretty much. Because if you go into a store, yeah, you must wear a mask. But there is now something over the loudspeaker unless you have a medical exemption, unless. Yeah, you have to wear them. Oh yeah, people. I get like to look. I'm in a store, and there's people on top of each other on the checkout line. Like there's those little markers in front of you for a reason, right? But yet they all have. I just took it right off. I'm like, what am I doing? And I looked at the lady behind me, and she's like so close. I'm like, can you step back a couple feet? And she just looked at me. I'm like, there's those things on the floor for a reason. The best part about those those markers on the floor, and um, you know, we have them in, in all of our supermarkets, but. The, the queues are next to each other, so these like two meters apart this way, but next to each other in the other queue, it's not. It's like half a meter between, so you think, I'm safe here, but <laughs> not next to you there. And it's like nothing, you know, it's it's just to kind of cover their ass, isn't it? Like, oh, we have put stickers down. We have yeah. asked people to wear a mask. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... Oh, gosh. One of my friend's fathers is keeping a booklet of everybody he's been in contact with. He's got his own track and trace going on. His mother was a Holocaust survivor. Wow. Like, what the fuck didn't you learn about? I mean. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 
You wouldn't want to go back into that time. This is like Nazi shit, guys. Like this like actually happened once. Yeah. And it's like these people are saying, aren't they? Like with the police who are totally enforcing all of the rules and it's like, I'm just doing my job. Like shit, that happened a long time ago. You know, people saying I'm just doing my fucking job. You, you know? want to know what? And I said this and I've said this to a couple of my friends because I've been to back the blue rallies and I've literally said to their faces, you guys are going to have to take a stand at some point and you guys are going to have to pick a side. And they all just kind of look at us and I'm like, if we're, if we're backing you at some point, you guys are going to have to pick a fucking side. Yeah. And that time's coming soon. Cause the guy said, you know, what do you guys think is going to happen? And this was, we were actually outside of one of the news stations that were misreporting all of our rallies. So we were like, well, we're just going to bring the rally to them and brought like a thousand people to the, <laughs> to the news station. And we're like, we were going to storm it. And there were Homeland security was there. Uh, they were they they knew we were gonna walk into that and be like, oh, you're gonna lie now 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 say that we're two of us. Uh, yeah. and the cops like, you know, what do you guys think is gonna happen? And I sat there and said exactly exactly verbatim what I believe is gonna happen. And he said, well, then you guys are gonna need us. And I went, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, that was really cute. I'm like you guys are gonna need us. Just throwing that out there. I don't know what you've watched. And they're all like, I'm like. You're gonna need us. Yeah. Don't know what you're watching. Don't know what you guys have been seeing on the TV, but from what I've been looking at, y'all are gonna need help. Yeah. So, okay. And I said a time ago, you're gonna see a direct divide, and you're starting to see it of this and that. It's like good versus evil, and you're gonna mm -hmm. see it in the military. You're gonna see it with the cops. You're gonna see it with everybody. You're gonna see a real line down the middle. That's it, and it's it's you know. There's a lot of things going on in the world, and obviously people are focusing on the wrong thing. They should be focusing on hum like the actual human race, not yeah. you know, not your side, this side. I believe in this. I believe in that. It's the people in it together. It should affect all of us. Like I remember when this first started, and it was really like bad in in the UK. It was bad in uh, Italy, and Glasgow got hit really bad in the beginning, and yeah. like. At first, it was like a mini night 11 where the whole world was like concerned. And, you know, I remember when it first happened, I was like, oh, this is coming here next. Mm -hmm. That was my first like literal reaction was, oh, fuck, this is coming here next. My friend's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, things can just kind of like travel, considering yeah. you're like one of the biggest travel spots in the world. That's it. But you know, looking back at when it first started, the, all of the like propaganda videos that came out with with um, you see, remember in China, the the China hospitals, everybody like shaking. Right. I was like shit, and people dropping dead in the street. Mm -hmm. That's never happened, and it's like you know when we watched yeah, that, that was happening. I have my friend's uncle's wife was saying she was telling them everything that was going on and was saying no nah, that's we've been over they were over th th this for a long time yeah. yeah i remember being in the car and it was on the news and i was like oh that, you know that's not going to come over here you know that's bullshit because you hear a lot of times don't you like oh this virus has happened and track yeah. like, over there for a second yeah and like ebola was happening wasn't it and everyone thought shit that's going to come over here but then that never did here twice Ebola. Yes. Oh shit. During the previous administration. Yeah. We had it twice during his. No way. I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I thought they oh god, they actually contained that quite well, but fuck. We have yeah. fucking had everything here. SARS, H1N1, swine flu, you name we've had it here.
that's why I'm like, this is my yeah. I remember I've lived through a lot of this shit. I'm 41 years old. I rem I acutely remember watching 9-11 happen. I was 18 years old. So I've lived through so much. You yeah. know, I remember one of my first rallies I went to, there were two young girls that were probably like 18 and they were so cute. And you could see they were like really like stepping back from everybody. And I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, you know, the virus, the this, the that. And I'm like, listen, I'm 41 years old. And they were like, what? And I'm like, I know. I'm like, but I am. And I've lived through a lot of stuff and I'm still here. Yeah. And they were like, well, thank you. I'm really glad that somebody, like, I'm like, I don't know why your parents aren't telling you that. Like, where are your parents? Like, I want to talk to them. <laughs> My mom does say similar things to that because she's like, Levi, you know, she's 53, uh, 54, I think. No, she might, yes, yeah, 54. And she's like, I've, you know, lived through a lot of shit already. <laughs> like at least this yeah, is just gonna be my kid. Your mom's not much older than me. <laughs> I'm 41. She's like a couple years older than me. That's crazy. Um, but it's true. And I said I yelled at my mom the other day. I said, you know, it's people like you that should fucking know better. Yeah. I'm like you make me sick. You know better. You've lived through all this shit. Come on. Like I don't know. Yeah about that i do and like my one of my great aunts i remember she would talk to all of us about like all crazy sorts of shit and i'm like aunt lorraine's rolling in her grave right now ma yeah like, you were saying she'd be like bitch come over here i'm gonna, I'm gonna show you some videos yeah it's it's true isn't it and i think um that's why i wanted to, to you know to to chat with you because i knew you'd be on the, the same wavelength as it and it's it's um because i did get a little bit of stick you know, on Facebook and stuff. And I ended up deleting your Facebook. So I was like, Do you know what? Nobody has the same view. Um, you know, people think you're just this crazy person, but oh, yeah. I got, I mean, I had to leave the publication I was writing for because of how bad it got. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not just the, um, cause obviously there's, there's a lot of politics side of that, wasn't it? But it's also, you know, it's giving people facts. We're, we're not trying to be good people. We just want people to, to understand that these, what they're being told isn't, the exact truth. And yeah, people people to think a little bit and to say, question things. Like, don't just blindly follow them, you know. And and I mean, I've seen people get shitted on for having a different opinion. I've seen. I mean, I've seen it at a small level and to a huge level. So mm -hmm. I know it could get really, you know, really, really bad. And that's the sad part about it. I mean, there's they use fancy words for it over here. Um, they do a thing called doxing, where they will put out your information. And they had when they had hearings on the other day, there was one of the senators, the senator, senator. She turns around to the witness who was a legal immigrant, and she mm -hmm. asked what her name was, and she said, "My name is Jesse, whatever." And she said, "Can you spell it?" And she was J E S Y because she was um, Indian, so she was kind of alluding to like, "Why do you have an American name?" You could see it. Yeah. I was never really racist of you. And she goes, what's your maiden name? Now, if I was the person running the hearing, I would have gotten up and said, get the fuck out. Why does she need to know that? That's, that's intimidation. Yeah. That's, you're asking someone their maiden name? Like, why don't you just ask me for my address on fucking TV? You know what I mean? Like, that's really happening. Yeah. So it's a world, we're like stuck in a, do this thing, not as I do. And then we are in a bystander society, which is a big problem. And that's been happening where, you know, somebody will get hurt. One of my friends 
died in the city uh, a week and a half ago, two weeks, a week ago, two weeks ago, he got murdered in the city. But at 9.15 at night in front of a pizza place, I'm sure as shit there was no shortage of people right there. Yeah. That thought, and I am sure as shit did nothing. Now, I'm the kind of person that would lose my life to try to help another person. And I would. I can't be a bystander. If I saw a kid, like, oh, this is the best. It, I was literally in tears the other day. I'm driving home, and I see this kid on a bike, and he's riding his bike, and I see a really nice black Yukon that I very quickly realized was following him. I mean, it's two seconds to see that guy was driving way too slow, you know, slowing down, stopping, pulling over, like just erratic, bizarre behavior, following a child. So I turn my car around and I kind of just slowly come up just to see. And I see the kid still on his bike to make sure that he turned into a driveway. You know, no, he's still on his bike and that guy's still following him. So I pull up next to the guy and I angle my car in front of his, so he couldn't move his car. He'd have to hit mine to leave. And he just looked at me and I said, do you know that kid? And he goes, that's my son. I said, are you sure that's your son? Are you lying to me? And he goes, what? And I said, I've been watching a lot of TV lately and there's a lot of kids getting abducted. And I'm sorry, I'm not gonna sit here and just watch you follow some kid on his bike and be okay with it. I said, would you say the same thing to the cops if I called them right now? The guy just looks at me, he's like, what? If I call the cops right now, are you able to prove that that's your son? And the kid turned around on his bike and he's like, dad, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I started crying. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I just, I've seen a lot of shit on the news and it really freaked me out. And I was in tears and the guy was like, you know, he's like, I cannot be mad at you. Yeah, he's, like, I even, he's like, thank you. He's like, that usually doesn't happen. And he said, do you know how many cars drove past me? I'm like, I watched them. They watch these cars drive past you. Yeah. No, it's, it's like saying you did the right thing at the same time because you don't know, do you? Like, it'd no, be safe than sorry. What if? And I said, well, that kid was about to get away. What if? Because I made sure you weren't going to, you would have had to hit my car. And, you know, there's not enough people that think like, you have yeah. on your feet. You could see something going on right in front of your face and just not, not even notice it. It's like, like you say, the, the critical thinking aspect of it and the, that like caring nature that jumps in because there was um I'm, i mean i was saying this to my brother as well i'm hoping that do. More i really do i don't think normal people and i hate to say normal people but i don't think a normal person would do that i think a fighter would do that i think that a person that's trained a person that critically thinks there's and fighters i'm always doing that like even when i'm walking down the road like i'm always very aware of everything that's going on like not just myself like my own safety but like everything else as well and I seen a video, um, it was in, I think it was South London. Um, there was a girl that was walking along with her, with like a young lad. Um, I'd say he's probably about 20. And then um, this little girl noticed that it looked strange. Like she's told her mum like that, that man and that, that bo like little girl's like walking off down, down an alleyway. So the woman, and I thought this is amazing because people don't do this shit anymore. The woman yeah. actually followed him. She followed him and she was recording him. And he had his arm around this little girl and he was like walking and going, it's my sister, shut up, it's my sister. And she was like, no, it's not. She went, I don't believe that that's your sister. So mm -hmm. she followed him. It was disgusting. I got goosebumps. If I felt sick watching it. And he went around the corner and she, I don't know what he was doing, but he kind of like was 
I don't know what he was doing, but he was blocking people looking at her in front of him. And then she caught him basically and he was walking off and the girl started bursting out crying saying, I don't know who he is. I was on my way to school. Little girl, probably about 10, um, crying her eyes out saying that she was on her way to school and he, he took me away and he was drag dragging her down into this alleyway. But it was like, she was properly, you know, t tears where it was like, she's thankful that you saved her life basically. Yeah. He was thanking this woman for coming and saving her and it's disgusting like it was broad daylight it oh was, yeah that happens it was it was like you know school time so she was, it was probably half eight in the morning she's walking to school to get there for nine o'clock happens all the time and it happens everywhere and that's the sick thing i mean there's literally i've seen i can't tell you how many amber alerts on my phone in the last like couple months what's that what's an amber like when they when the emergency alert will come across your phone that somebody a kid a kid missing or whatever they call it amber alerts um but you know it's crazy even if you hear that they find a kid you don't ever hear what happens after you don't hear the parents going on the news there's just so many questions that i have but you know what yeah that that is very special circumstances that you hear of people doing the right thing and it's usually yeah. a woman because mothers usually know, or women usually have it, you know, what, what do they call it? Isn't it like they get that that feeling? And it's true, I think it is. It's happened to me so many times recently. I was at a rally with two of my girlfriends. We were at one out east. Um, and we're walking to our car. Now, when we first got there, I saw this guy, this one guy that just was really... He was weird. He looked like he was on drugs. I immediately saw him. I was like, oh, he's going to be a problem. So you could just tell he was fucked up. Like he was on the floor. He was weird. So when we were leaving, I'm smoking pen. We're leaving. We're walking to the car. I saw him. And I didn't think anything of it. And we get to my car, and all of a sudden, we're like talking and bullshit and laughing. And this cops, like two of them, come walking up to us like quickly, and they're like, "Shh!" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "You know, you're being followed, right?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" I said, oh, you're "Coming over because I was smoking." And he's like, "No." He's like, "That guy was following you." I'm like, "The guy in the backpack." He's like, "Oh, you saw him?" I said, "Well, I saw him earlier, and I saw him walk this way, but I figured maybe he was walking to his car." I said, "No, no, no. He was following you guys." Wow. Yeah. And you already thought he was a creep anyway. I knew he was a creep. And my both of my girlfriends had no idea. No idea. One's a dancer who almost got kidnapped once. And the other one, my friend Lori, couldn't fight her fight her way out of a paper bag if she tried. Mm -hmm. And we went live immediately after. And my friend Katrina said she's like, you know, she's like, she, everybody should be taking some form of mixed martial arts or a self-defense. She goes, because the only person that was aware of everything going on was Carrie, and Carrie's the only one that's trained. And I'm like, it's just being—it's just being aware of of your safety, at, like at all times. And you know, it sounds like over the top going. You've got to be aware. You know what? I remember my first class that I ever took in jujitsu, and the first thing that I was told by—and I can't remember the professor because again, it was like younger, and I didn't really want to do the learning of it. I just wanted to submit people and fight. Uh, and I was also a drug addict at that point. But the first thing he said was, "Don't ever put yourself in a situation that you can't fight your way out of." Yeah, and that's true, and that that's exactly what. Um, what obviously, when I had my ladies' class at the moment, obviously due to COVID, we haven't. That's one of the main things that I was saying is that the first point of self-defense is 
understanding that you're going to end up in a situation which you you don't really know how to get out of like you avoid them situations because you have like some you know like rowdy girls like myself um who go like oh i'd punch him you think well no because first of all this could be a really big man like you could be trained but this could be a guy who you might hit and you might not hurt you might even miss him yeah or he might, might hit you first like the first thing to do is get your ass out of there like you know if you think something's wrong you, you need to go in uh, did i ever tell you about the, the taxi situation that i had when i literally jumped out of taxi you did but tell it again because there are people that haven't heard that story yeah so um i get the same route every day with it and i don't take taxis anymore simply because of this situation but i get the same route every day um and i got in a taxi and i had um it was summertime i think it must have been july and i had short shorts on because i was going to do kickboxing i had my shorts and i thought i'm not putting pants on it's boiling so i got in the car and then um again being very spatially aware i seen the taxi driver so i'm like the tax we drive on the 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 car's actually on the right uh, yeah in, in the uk so he's on the right and i'm in the back to the left so then i see him like look down so he can see my legs and yeah. i thought fucking weirdo but then i kept my eyes on him because i thought i, I, I love you so much <laughs> I was like thinking, that's weird. Like, why did he do that? But then he kept looking down and he kept doing it. And he's about three or four times. And I was like, hmm, like he's a bit, he could be a bit of a weirdo. But with that being said, like I didn't have any makeup on. I physically look very young. So I thought this guy could be a creep because I look young. He's looking at my legs. So anyway, he goes to go down, same route, normal. And then he goes down this like derelict road. So then I'm sat there thinking, this isn't right. So my heart's pounding and I felt sick. I was like, something's wrong here. So mm. I said to him, excuse me, I said, you go straight down. You don't need to go this way. Like it's it's a weird road. It kind of like bends round and it's like trees hanging over it. It's dark in like the corner of it. It's kind of like a bit of a dead end, but it does turn off. And he, he just turned around and he was like, no. Like he was nodding, like as if to say, you know, shut up. Like this is the way like, we're going. Listen to me. Yeah. No, this is the way. And I was like, no, it's not. And he was like, and he just kept turning around going yes and he just kept saying yes so i went no fuck this so i literally opened the door and he was still driving and i just jumped out and it's about a if you ran at a moderate pace it's about a three minute run to, to the actual gym from there so mm. ran literally everything was falling out my backpack like my backpack was open because i was actually looking in it i just ran straight to the gym and got in there my heart was pounding i was like fuck like we just i thought that's it my body was like get out of there yeah just, like yeah, he was a small like guy. Like if I, if I really need to fight to the death, like obviously like I would have had to, but I didn't need to have that situation. So I just ran literally straight away. Got there, um, phoned the police because obviously like that that needs to be be said. But the worst part about it was nothing ever happened from that situation. They didn't phone me back. The police said that they were going to phone me back and you know get some more information off me. Problem. They never rang me back, and I was like, do you know what? Say say for example. He, what if somebody else up after you that wasn't aware exactly and you know like i think you, you have um these these gut feelings like you say you took the wrong wrong way i don't know when you, you thought oh well, we'll just turn out there and we'll go there like you you can feel a vibe off someone if they're a nice person or if they're a genuine person but the feeling that i was getting i've never had that feeling before it was like someone winded me like and i was like fuck this is weird like i've, I've got to bounce like quick you knew I knew straight away. I'm telling you, and you already know because you've taken that way so many times, but they're saying no. Yeah. Like it was the nod. It was like just going, oh, no, I'm going to, 
turn here and then I can actually turn off. Like if he explained that, I'd have been like, oh, you know what, whatever. But when it, the direction and the way he was like, no, this is what we're doing. And you're yeah, like, really along it with it. Short, short little things like he was going, no, this is like, this is where we're going. And I was like, I just thought that's really weird with the way he's doing it. So um, I was like, yeah, fuck that. So then I went and obviously re reported it and stuff, but it kind of not that I was, it was a really scary moment because like your adrenaline kicks in, fight and flight, like you don't know what's going to happen. But that's a perfect situation that I've, I've told the people in, in my classes that if you think something's wrong, you need to get, get out of there. Like the other bits, like the other self-defense bits are like last resort type things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that's that's the, the really important thing. And it's sad because, you know, a girl can't just walk down the street these days because you never know what's going to happen. They can't fucking, you can't, you know, go out in shorts without somebody, you know, saying something to you in the street. And yeah. like I said, that poor young girl who, who went walking to school and then all of a sudden the guy's, you know, dragging her away. It's like, I think that's what we need to be told is more like when we were kids, you know, when people say, don't speak to strangers, don't fucking, like, you know, if somebody comes over to you, better run, like that type of stuff. Oh, yeah, if you have a bad feeling, people need to instill that in people more often now. And that that got lost somewhere. The gut feeling, it got well, it's you know another situation happened to me when I was really young. I was in Wales, which is like not too far away from from Manchester, like outside of England, Wales, and um, I got lost on a like a, a caravan site, so like a you know, like a trailer park type thing where you go on holiday. And luckily, the guy who found me was a good person. But thinking back to like how these people, you know, how these children end up getting taken, it's yeah. very and people don't know like. What happened was I went, I'd made some friends and then they went to their caravan and I was like, oh, I'm going to find them. And I just walked off innocently. And then all of a sudden, all the caravans were the same. I'm just stood in the middle of, of nowhere, basically. And this guy, where's my friends? Literally, but do you know what the craziest thing is? Mother's intuition, again, this is what I'm going to tell you. So my mum, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she's psychic. I don't know what it is, but she just knows things are going to happen. So when I was in the caravan, she wrote on the back of my hand the caravan number for some reason mm. and she was like messing about with a pen like she was going let me write like draw something on your hand and it was the number of the caravan so um anyway got lost blah 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 and the guy said to me like what where's your caravan i was like oh i don't know and i just like showed him the number and then he took me to the security guy and then they took me to to my caravan and my mum was like i fucking knew i had to do that she was I like that's crazy. so you know, she we like that story because it's like she knew that something was going to happen before it happened, which is, you know, mother's intuition, like you say. It's just not a critical thing. I watched a video the other day where the girl was talking about um, the importance importance of having like safe words with your friends and family. Like me and my sister, I'm like Reese's pieces. You know what I mean? Like we always joke around, but there are like there was a girl that said that she there was twice in her life that she had to use that, and mm -hmm. one. She was a little, little girl and she was at a friend's, um, I forget where she said she was and she called her mom and it didn't feel right. And she said Reese's Pieces a second time was when she was about 17 or 18 sleeping over her girlfriend's house. And she said that it was like, you know, like they were older and the brother of the girl and the father were getting drunk and were starting to talk about like what they do to girls. Mm. And she said she called her mom and she's like, you know, is it all right if we go get those Reese's pieces that her mom came and got her? Yeah. And she's saying it wasn't really like, okay, well, that's what they said, she said, but there was two drunk guys that weren't my family. Mm. You know what I mean? She's like, that was their that that girl's father that they probably went, 
but they don't know me. So yeah. like maybe they were going to try to do something. And I mean, shit, that's, that's what people need that you need. Like parents should be teaching their kids, you know, God forbid something happens, call us and say this, like what, who's going to question, can we go get Reese's Pieces? You know what I mean? Like that's it. And it's, it's not, you know, it's not like you, you think everybody's like, you know, a bad person. It's just being like, it's you, isn't it? You just, you never know what some, somebody's capable of. You know, oh, yeah. we, we've seen that every day is, is, people who you think are you know good people are not half the time so yeah you know that's, that's a real that's a real good way of thinking I think it's not weird to do that no it's not and like one of my sisters uh one of my niece's friends she um is friends with this girl not really anymore anyway but she they were friends and the girl I said to my sister how come you how come she never ever goes over her house and she said well two things she goes their family's a little weird she goes and you know me I don't like to judge so I'd rather you know, maybe have her come over here. Maybe she'll get some normalcy. And I said, okay. And she goes, and there's a lot of rumors in the school about her older brother. Mm. And, I said, no. and she goes, I don't know if it's true. I just heard he can be a problem. He's yeah. a little different. And I don't want my, you know, little girl over there with a boy that isn't going to look at him like the horror, like her sister, you know, like his sister. And I was like, yeah. And it's really sad that, like, that's what you have to think about, like, when you send your kid off to some sleepover. Like, is their drunk uncle going to be there? You know what I mean? Like, but my my mom's always been like that because when I was younger, like, I used to think oh, my, my mom used to make us watch a current affair and all these stupid fucking shows. Like, what was stupid fucking dumb shows? <laughs> and, and she's like, "Well, you're still alive, right?" That's that's exactly what she says to me. She goes, "Well, you turned out all right." And it's like, you know what? It's, it's true. Like, it it's it taught me to to actually think in a different way and mm-hmm. like she always used to say like oh you know you're not staying out till all hours with your friends and you know they'll end up doing this this and this and it's true like you know I don't know where most of my friends are when I was growing up um but I know that I'm in a good situation I've not you know done anything in bad in my life I've got a, I'm on a career um you know a path on my, on my career so it kind of worked you know that, that yeah. type of um that type of parenting. which, which And is... you'll see it even through your adult life. I'm watching this still, like those scenarios still play out. I'm 40 and I'm mm-hmm. seeing that like, like going into the city the other week. I love him dearly. It's it, it really was a big blow that he got murdered. However, you know, I said his, he always, I said, well, I know him. He went out fighting like a mother. He would never have gone out and just been like, I'm just going to take this. And he went out fighting. So yeah. I'm sure pretty bad. Um, but the it's not ever going to happen to me mentality. That can't happen to me. That ain't going to happen to me. Because he said to my friend, when, she's like, I don't think you should be going into the city, dude. Like, are you sure? And he's like, I feel safer on those streets than I do out here. Yeah, well, it's like you say, it can happen to anyone, can't it? Think, you know, that, that type of mentality where you feel like all of the people over the weekend in the city, my friend, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's people in the city. It's crazy, isn't and it? I, I, remember, I remember going to, oh, what was it? No, it was PFL's championships, New Year's Eve. Um, and I remember going with Lindsay Van Zant and a couple of the um, other press people came home with us and we all took our car and all of a sudden we're driving and we see 
like I don't remember seeing anything. I just remember hearing a car door open. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked and I thought like, something must have happened. And one of the guys got out of the car. Maybe something happened we didn't see. I, it was just a really weird situation. And all of a sudden I looked to the left of me. The guy standing with Lindsay's car door open. She's driving. And he's practically like in our car, her car. Screaming at us. And I'm like, and I finally like registered. He's like screaming at us about money or something. And I'm like, I get in his face like this close. And I'm like, no, get out. No. And Lindsay, <laughs> she's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, literally, like, well, all I could do was just scream, no, get out in this guy's face. Clearly, he got yeah. out. And I turned around to the two guys in the back seat. And I'm like, and where the fuck were you guys? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Where the fuck were you two? And I turned around. And I said, "Thank God, thank God, there were four of us because he would have gotten in the back seat." Yeah, that's true. But it also shows what pussies guys can be. And these are two of my friends that are journalists that could watch this. Love you two, but you're both pussies. Like, really? <sighs> I was like, "Well, I saw him coming, but I didn't think of it." I'm like, "So you just let it happen?" Yeah, that is a bit weird, isn't it? I seen a guy come over to the car, but I thought I'd let him open the, the door anyway. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's rock this. Let's see how this ends. Like, that's crazy. Because apparently the year before, something also happened when we were walking to our car that I didn't remember. And my friend Eddie was like, don't you remember when the guy like tried to accost us over a cigarette? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a good job you can stand up for yourself anyway. You know, and I said that like... I, thank God I was an athlete as a kid. And thank God I, you know, took up kickboxing in my twenties and, you know, did all sorts of different styles of mixed martial arts. But again, I was a drug addict. So I like, did it, I didn't like to practice. I like to just do. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't need to learn. I just need to just, just, just teach me the move. And I'm in, you know, I don't want to do the whole practice part about it. So I didn't do great in sports in high school, but I was always an athlete. So, and I did, I do, I, thankfully I do know how to defend myself and I'm always very well aware of what's going on around me and my yeah. surroundings, which is, I guess comes from a lot of watching those, like, uh, like my mom made us watch a current affair, unsolved mysteries. I was a big fan of like CSI and all those shows and I guess you're your enemy. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, like you say, with, when you learn, um, you know, mixed martial arts as well. Like obviously you, you get really good at like understanding your own body and self-defense and that I think that just switches your mind on as well. Like everything's sharp about you. Like you obviously your body's sharp, but also your, your mind's sharp as well, isn't it? So, mm. and yeah, I think it just translates really well into that as well as apparently. <laughs> now let's get back into fighting. Now that we segued a little bit into it. I'm very excited to see you have your first robot. Have you had any talks? Do you have any promotions that you're talking to right now? No, not, not at the moment because um, it's, it's a really weird situation. Obviously I think at the moment, some um, promotions like in the UK are probably only really having their um, contracted fighters fighting. It seems like that anyway, like they're not really signing that many new people. Um, mm. But yeah, like I'm hoping, I've said it before, like to get onto, you know, Cage Warriors, obviously, who, like you're, you're aware of. That's that's one of the avenues that I, that I want to go down. But, you know, that's not ruling out any other promotions. Like Invicta's a really good one, you know, especially for, for girls. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Brave um, yeah. Fighting Championship. Like that's that's pretty good. They, they do really good events as well. Like one, there's all, all different places, isn't there, that you, you, can, you can start off in. But I am like really 
really looking forward to it. It's been way too long. Like yeah. in my amateur career, I fought like every two months. I know. And it's just now I'm, <laughs> I've not had a fight in like, you know, since February. So it's been a long time. Realize that that's the big change from amateur to pro is that sometimes you have a lack of fights more than you know amateur you could see somebody will have 20 amateur fights and it's like how the fuck did that happen well there's people want to fight you want to get them you want that experience as a pro yeah you have to be a bit more careful don't you at pro because you, you know although they say like records don't matter they, they do especially in the in the beginning you know um when you're building up you know your profile your image and, and everything that you know that you want to do you, you want to start racking up them wins and you've got to be smart with you know your recovery and the period of time in between and things like that um but yeah with that being said like i i, I want to i want to fight quite often and um, obviously injury depending you know if, if i end up injured in a, in a fight after winning you know i'm not going to jump straight in when i'm not 100 but um yeah i can't wait and the shift is has been great like the shift of from amateur to, to pro like you I never thought I would feel it, you know, like some yeah. people are pro and what I feel like there's been a massive shift in like my performance um, in the, not like performance in the gym, but my, my actual performances in practice, like what I'm remembering, what I'm putting together and, and then my fight IQ as well just seems to be, you know, rapidly growing, which is really exciting. And it's funny because like I can now, <coughs> now that like I'm training more uh, and training because when I trained back before I got injured, it was mostly kickboxing. Yeah. So I wasn't really doing jujitsu. I had done jujitsu in my twenties. Um, now that I'm doing mixed martial arts and my coaches were training uh, kickboxing, Thai, Brazilian uh, jujitsu, a little wrestling, you know, for base and stuff. And it's funny because like now I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. So we'll be sitting there and say, say I'm on my back and I'm like, okay, or I could do an up kick if we're in an MMA fight. He's like, exactly. He's like, so there's a lot you can do, but you have to know where you are. Yeah, that's like, it. In a jiu-jitsu match, or are you in an MMA fight? And he's like, and right now we're practicing jiu-jitsu. You're not up kicking me. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> the, way, the way that we train in, in SBG, and I don't, it's probably a, lo a load of other um, places as well, is we, even if we're doing jiu-jitsu, we, we always... Um, emphasize the fact that you can be hit from this position so like if i'm in if somebody's in mount on me like i wouldn't be like oh like swinging my arms all over and, and stuff I, i'm i need to be we, we make people aware like although you're probably a jiu-jitsu player and you never you know do mma but be aware that someone can hit you from this position you know, jiu-jitsu jiu is a massive form of self-defense so big time <laughs> it's bringing that into it as well and that's Again, like you say, if, if that shit happens, or I could do this if we're in a fight, you know, and I do, I constantly wait, well, wait, but if we're in a fight, I could do this. So we do. I'm always like, but because yeah. I, do, you know, I'm 41, but there is a part of me that's like, you know, maybe one day I could take a fight. You never know. So I do have that. Okay. Well, even though right now we're just training jujitsu, there is that application that one day I'm going to want to. And also we do now, you know, we're saying that that's eventually he's like, I need you to get rolling with girls because I'm what a hundred and so hard. I've been me gaining weight is the hardest thing in the world. And you would think at 40, that would be like 41, that would be the opposite. And it's been increasingly because of my shoulder injuries and everything I've gone through in the last six years, it's increasingly harder for me to gain weight. Yeah. But I didn't realize that I was, as he called skinny fat. I didn't know there was a thing, but losing 8% body fat the last time that we actually calculated it, holy shit, I was, I look back at my pictures. I'm like, wow, 
I was getting fat. Wow. I didn't even know that there was such a thing, you know? And now like I look at, well, my numbers haven't changed on the scale, but there's a massive difference. Like there's no, I don't have anything hanging off anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, shit. like there's a big, big difference. And I love it. I'd rather look strong than look like I did. Definitely. And that's, that's another like um, stigma, isn't it? With, with girls is that they don't want to look strong or they don't want to look like they, they put like muscle on, but that, I think that's, you know, it's a great look on, on a lot of, you know, females and it's good to just get that strength as well. Like, you know, it's better to be strong than not to, you know, to not be strong type of thing. So it's a better look to have muscles than to just be. Yeah. Like just, just, just your skeleton and the, the fat around it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, I was an athlete when I was younger. So I didn't even realize that I had fallen off that much, but it, you know, you don't realize that even I thought because I was just an athlete that I was always going to be in great shape and I was in good shape, but like I lost all the muscle and definition, but yeah. I, it was easy, not, not easy. It was a lot of work to gain it back, but yeah. have, and you know, John says all the time, he's like, I have to take into consideration that you were an athlete and there's a reason why you do gain muscle very, he's like, you get swollen. Like I've never seen, he's like, dude, you literally you lifting it like, and I'm like, but always that was, I was, I played soccer. I did gymnastics. I did dancing, a little bit of hockey. So I've done sports that are impactive, very competitive, very uh, hard on a person. Yeah, that's exactly like me. That's what I did my entire life. And I put that on, on Instagram the other day. Like it's, it's a hard situation. Like, it's, like right now is a hard situation for everybody because obviously everybody's lives are impacted. But when you've come from a competitive background where every weekend you're doing a competition or you know you, you're training you've got practice to doing nothing it's like that's crazy especially if you've been a lifelong athlete yeah you need you need to keep your body going you need to keep your mind going otherwise people just go crazy don't they and going back onto you know the physical changes have you seen rose namayunas at the moment you see what she looks like no she's, she's put on a lot of muscle mass like rose has always been very tiny hasn't she she's I very say that i felt like i had a similar frame to her yeah. probably taller than me but the skinny lanky yeah she's like long and quite and quite slim mm -hmm. um yeah pat um pat barry uh put out a, a picture of her and she her arms are look like shoulders are looking bigger arms like oh, she's looking totally. thicker yeah. and it just looks great because it, it's like it's, it's just nice to see as well in the you know building the the upper body strength and well even lower body strength as well but it looks really good i, I like think a lot, of, a lot of the the fighters now the female fighters are definitely hitting the weights oh yeah no big time if you look at it i'm starting to see and i'm starting to see people train in different things my friend jennifer Dewin uh has been doing gymnastics yeah i've been watching her uh tumbling and i'm like oh my gosh i miss gymnastics so much that's why i was like let me see if i could even do a handstand and uh i was i don't know if you saw the picture i did a handstand for the first time since my shoulder industry injuries and i didn't know if i was going to be able to because awesome. I'm, I'm used to as a gymnast is walking onto my hands. So just literally putting my hands down and being able to just step up into the air. And yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to do that because my arms can do that. So John was like, well, just put your hands down and walk up the wall, try it differently. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Cause I'm just so used to as a gymnast, just stepping onto my hands. So I'm like, I'm gonna try it. I was like, holy shit. I'm so excited. I never thought I'd be able to do one again. Well, you have now. <laughs> you know, 
So, and that, it's my own personal competition. So now I'm making everything like I'm my biggest competition at the moment. Yeah. I said to John the other day, when are you going to give me a fucking belt? <laughs> I just want, I know I don't, we don't do gi. I know that I get that. I said, but just the principle of like, I need to know if I'm, am I even getting better? You know what I mean? It's like those visual, it's like them visual um, things, isn't it? Like some people need to physically see the, yeah. the progression, like belt systems and, and things like that, which yeah, is fine. Yeah, like everybody. I'm a two-stripe white belt. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I know. There's your, there's your progress, isn't it? Like you, you can see that, you can physically see the, the hard work that that you're putting in and is people see it different ways don't they then that's that's one of them but what well, you said is really interesting so go on now i can watch fights and i see things from a totally different perspective where um when when i'm watching them grapple and i'm like but uh uh john taught me uh oh what is it to go from Oh, I can't think of what it's called. So that's my stoner in me. Like, he's going to be yelling at me if he's watching this. You can't think of what it's called. Scary, what's wrong with you? But anyway, when I go to hook, it's say, say my leg, say my leg is, um, uh, is tough, right? And I could get it out with my other one. John taught me a way of you put your foot in between both the legs to pry your other one out. And it's just to get yeah. a different side mount. I forget what it's called. Um, but now I go for that all the time all the time if I can. If I could get my foot out and get into side mouth, that's like my first thing is just use my other one. And yeah. and I got that in, I forget who I was, who he had me playing with. And it was so funny because they were all like, Carrie, and they were all so proud. I was like, oh my God, I did the thing. I was like, I actually did it. It worked. Like, I was so proud of it. That's good though. It's the small victories, isn't it? It's, it's your progression. So, you know, you, and that that's kind of how I'm, measuring my progress at the moment because yeah. i similar like um thought processes of you is that you want to instead of like saying about jumping straight into the handstand you forgot that there's an easier way of doing it i'm the same like, i want to be good at something straight away and that's the thing that i've been working on is stop thinking like that because that's like a great way of setting you up for for a fail really because i i only train with um with men and they're all they're all bigger than me. Like the, yeah. I think the smallest is probably probably just a little bit heavier than me, and then obviously it goes up from there. And you know, sparring with them guys who have you know one of them, Abdul, he's you know been pro for a while, and I used to get hit a lot and get taken down a lot. And I think fuck, like I should you know I should be a lot better. But then I took that away. I was like, right, that's not what I'm focusing on more. I'm not focusing on yeah. what he does to yeah. me. Yeah, like focus on myself. And I was like, right, today I'm going to make sure that. I get at least one takedown against him or one takedown against a guy who I've never been able to take down before. Yeah, and then when they don't take me down. Yeah, or I don't get taken down. And then my whole class would be, you know, if we're sparring, I'd be like, right, I'm not getting taken down today. And that, that'll do what I do. And I'll go home and be like, shit, you know, that actually happened. And then that's how I've been getting so much better at everything that I've been doing is just working on those little weaknesses. And mm -hmm. then they, all the little things just kind of mold together and, and, you know that's when i said where the shifts come from like I've, when i when i first like realized i was turning pro i was thinking shit like you know pro is a big thing like i'm ready for that and you know is it going to be really tough but now i'm like i am totally ready you know for a pro fight like i can't wait to to utilize the the tools that i've that i've got now and um, so yeah hopefully next year <laughs> I'm, I'm... A new tool set and that's another thing is that you get more of a complete 
toolbox than you do with amateurs. It's not as much that you can use. You can't utilize, you know, elbows or certain things. And so ground and pound, it depends what uh, sanctioning body you have too, because the rules are different with different sanctioning bodies, but it's nice to be able to do that. And also I, I said, you know, I was saying the other day, it's in New York, there's not going to be a lot of amateur MMA left. So I feel like coaches are going to have to really test their athletes. And, you know, if you want to become a professional fighter, like you, it might have to be tested in the gym. But you know what I mean? Like with, I, I don't know how to, no, yeah, you're just going to have to test your athlete out and make sure that they can go against the best. Because if yeah. there's no amateur organizations and amateur shows, you're going to have to go pro somehow. Yeah. And that's it. And it's, I think at the, at the moment, like a lot of people have turned pro because of the situation that's happened because not a lot of amateurs amateur happening. Um, but yeah, I think I've done it at the right time. Like, you know, I've had 10 fights. It's perfect for you. Oh, sorry, that broke up then. Perfect timing for you. Yeah, I, I think so anyway. And, you know, there's only one way to find out. And I think, you know, my confidence is, is high and, you know, I'm, I can only get better, can't you, with, with the amount of training you're doing. You're never going to go backwards if you keep, you know, keep training and keep having a positive mindset. So that'll be, I can't wait, actually. I'm getting so bored now. Like, <laughs> I've seen, I'm seeing different fights and I'm like, I'm, I'm watching all these different fights, like all these different promotions that are on at the moment. I'm just like, so that like, like, angry thinking god wish i was on there <laughs> sorry what was that we just got to get you in there yeah that's it just gotta throw me in there but yeah i'm hoping maybe february march next year that'll be that'll be good obviously after christmas have like january to kind of keep ticking over and then absolutely I think that would be a good time too it's it, it things should be a little bit more that i actually that's been my rule of thumb for the last like month or so i've said like i feel like march is going to be a big thing we're going to kind of even out around yeah. February and march by then yeah. hoping so yeah i do i feel like you're going to see a little it's either going to go one or two ways we're going to see a lot of turmoil in the next like couple months which will be good in a weird way or it'll kind of continue like here where it's been just like kind of calm and complacent and like that'll scare me more than if you start seeing riots, that will excite me. If we start seeing upheavals, it'll be good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's other than that, it's like the, other, the opposite scares me. So I'm, I'm kind of excited, you know, to see what the next chapter, <laughs> the closing chapter is going to bring. Yeah, it's it's kind of like just bring it on, isn't it? At this point, you know, it's gone on for this long. It's like just just throw it at us. You know, we've got to deal with it. We've got to we've got to get through it somehow. There's got to be an end. There's got to be. Yeah, I'm excited. So, well, I'm we'll be <laughs> Levi, it has been amazing. I haven't had to have first off. I haven't gotten to have like a two hour good conversation with somebody in a while. So I thank you so much for this. No problem. Very much, and we cannot wait to see you get into your pr first pro fight. I'm stoked for that. And when you are, you know, have that, and you guys have one booked, or at least are in the way of talking about that, we'll definitely do another interview. I want to do a podcast with you where it won't be, uh, we could do it more anonymous, if that makes any sense, like just your voice. We don't have to record it, and then we could talk about all that, like get really into the conspiracy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It sounds good to me. 
We'll do that whenever you can next week, whatever, whenever you have time. Cause that I do them all the time and they're a lot of fun. Uh, and the more that I'm doing, it's, it's just getting like more fun and more fun. And I've had a couple fighters on and it's really gets, you know, cause we could talk about whatever then. And then it's like, okay, well, we don't have to worry about getting you a fight because this, this is more to promote you, to promote you as an athlete. That's more to like, let's just be able to talk and get this shit out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to hit you up on uh, Instagram about that. And actually, while we're there, tell everybody where they can follow you. I know you're not on Facebook anymore. Just like some people are going to start seeing people are going to go to different platforms. We got to get you on Parlor. Yeah, definitely. So um, I've only got Instagram at the moment. So it's just at speed MMA and then underscore at the end. Okay. And we're going to get you on Parlor. I think that you would do really well on there. There's not a lot of female uh, mixed martial artists on there yet. So you on like a ground floor, like in the girls' corner is doing great on there for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. And uh, I'm so excited. Thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your Saturday to right. meet with us and me and catch up. And again, I'm so excited for you, Levi. Let's get this uh, next podcast going. I'll message you later, Ron. I'm going to share this all over the place. And uh, yeah, have a fantastic Saturday. Oh, who do you want to, any sponsors, anybody you want to thank? Uh, yeah, I've got, um, so George Holland at Total Sports um, Rehab. He's my, my physio. So he's always, you know, keeping me in there uh, in good shape. You know, CBD Life, CH Productions, um, XS Guard. Um, all of those guys who have who have sort of hard life fight wear as well. Um, and yeah, obviously SBG. So that's all of those guys. So thank you to them. And thank you for having me on as well. It's been really fun. Oh, you're welcome anytime. And I'm looking forward to talking about some beyond stuff with you. That'll be even better. But uh, no, thank you for coming on. And uh, I really, uh, I'm so excited and to have seen you go from an amateur to a pro and see your career grow as it has has been an honor and exciting and i can't wait to see where you go from here thank you very much yeah it has been a long time hasn't it you know amateur to pro days so yeah it'd be good to to uh, document the yeah. next chapter. i've been watching you for a couple of years so it's really exciting to have seen that and watch like that whole post i was like ah, i'm so excited for her. <laughs> oh man so have a wonderful saturday and have you a great and, and we will meet in the beyond, in the universe, as I call it. Uh, and I will talk to you soon, love. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. See ya. Bye.